this is starting. <laughs> Already, I that was crazy, man. Damn phone. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh my gosh! Hey, you guys, welcome. This is Starting Night Live. Whoops, wrong button. Well, it is funny. Make sure you smash that subscribe, smash that thumbs up, and remember, we are very, very close to 10,000 subscribers, if I can find whatever the card was for that. <laughs> we are very, oh, there it is. We are very close to 10,000 subscribers, so smash that subscribe button, you guys. We're going to hang out tonight. We're going to have some fun. Uh, what? Smash that thumbs up, and we're doing some sort of a giveaway as well. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, we already have 12 entries for the giveaway. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll give away some shims. What do you think, Ron? Is that... <laughs> Robbie's got my last one. You have any shims left? No. <laughs> All right. Saturday night for uh, June 3rd. And we have a new guest tonight, too. This is awesome. June 3rd, 2023, it's uh, 8, 11.08 p.m. Eastern, 8.08 Bob time, Pacific. Here we go. This is Johnny Bean TV. Thank you so much. Whoa. What's up, you guys? Hey, hey now. This is Johnny Bean. This is Saturday Night Live. We're going to uh, hang out for a couple few hours tonight, talk uh, rock guitars and, and rock music, and have a great time. Who are All these the way people? Who are these people? Why, why are they here? What is going on, Johnny? Well, get to the chopper. I need the housekeeper. <laughs> Robbie Stingle, the animal, is here. Yo, Yo. You up. Whoa, what's up, dude? He's pumped up tonight. Look at that. And you guys also remember from last week, we had uh, Ron. Ron Gunner is here. Guitar Nut, <laughs> by the way. Uh, and well, I was to say if they see me, if I apply or reply on chat, it's under Fretworks now. Fretworks, right on. We got Fretworks in the chat. By the way, give give uh, Fretworks uh, a subscribe on YouTube. He's got a, a brand new channel uh, where he works on guitars. Exclamation point Ron in the chat. What? Where am I typing that? Exclamation point Ron in the chat will give you the uh, the link. There we go. Everybody in the chat, type exclamation point Ron. There you go. And let's see if we can get his link. There it is. There it is. Let, let's subscribe. Now, subscribe. I, I just started today, and there's nothing really on there yet, but it will be. 
<laughs> Sounds so, awesome. You throw it. <laughs> oh, it'll be great. It'll be great, man. Right on. Actually, I'll, we'll we'll actually do like a live. Um, we'll actually look at your channel here, and we'll, we'll we can actually tell how many people have subscribed. Let's see. Here's your video. Here's your channel right here. How many subscribers? You had one subscriber earlier, or two subscribers? Two. two? Now you have yeah. three. There we go. I there you go. What? <laughs> uh, at least there's only one of them. <laughs> well, there may be more tonight. So there you go. And hey, 40 grit. Dude. Present. Present. Yeah, thanks for having me, Johnny. Hey, you're welcome, man. It's great to meet you. And and look 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 at all those awesome guitars. We were sitting in the green room, green room for a little while, and 40 Grit was telling us, how many guitars do you own? Uh, I had to do an inventory the other day. I got, I'm got i at 84 right now. Oh, my gosh. 84 guitars. Wow, man. What's that called? Uh, gear acquisition syndrome? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, it, dude, it's great to meet you, and, and thank you for joining us, and we look forward to, to possibly seeing all 84 guitars tonight on the show. I'll do my best. <laughs> right on, man. Well, hey, you guys, uh, before we get started here, let's say hello to the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean TV here on YouTube. We have uh, channel membership. Is, is this the right? There we, I think that's the card. Is it? Subscribe. Well, subscribe, please. Oh, yeah, we're so close to 10,000 subscribers. Please subscribe. Uh, but we have channel membership. There we go. And the top tier of channel membership. Uh, they are the executive producers, and they are currently CC, Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, Music Therapy, Laz, Sherman Callahan. By the way, I'm going over to Laz's studio on Monday, I'm gonna, and I'm going to set up his uh, his studio for him. <laughs> so his studio will, will be operational um, by uh, Tuesday. I guess we're Monday. I don't know. And and somebody who was it? Was it uh, on Twitter? Who was that on Twitter that tweeted me? And they said you should actually film it. No, we're gonna do it live. We're gonna do it live. We're gonna live stream the uh, the setup of of uh, Flying Pickle Productions. Um, we're gonna do that Monday at some point. Um, so tune in for that. Uh, but hey, Sherman Callahan is an executive producer. 40 Grit. Hey, there you are, man. That's you. Uh, John Moronic, Majestic PB, and J Cat. Uh, we were hanging out on Twitch last night. Had a great time. Uh, Guitar Man 45, Janice Lala, the intern. Thank you, Janice, for sending those tweets to Waterloo. Thank you so much. Uh, R Habs, Warlag, Patty Dill, and Fairfield Guitar Co. That's Lewis. Thank you. So much applause. 
That's the top tier of channel membership here on Johnny Bean TV here on YouTube. Uh, and again, become a channel member if you'd really like to help support this channel. It really is the best way because you you get so much uh, you get so much back being a, a channel member. You get your name in green in the chat. You get uh, special emojis that only you can use. You get uh, uh, exclusive content only for you as a channel member. Um, and it's, it supports the channel. But while we're live here, if you'd like to help uh, support the channel and get some cool uh, cool things going on, these lights behind me, these, this is called the Guitar Moir, and those lights actually magically change with any Super Chats. So try that out. It's, uh, exci it's exciting. It's awesome. And it's the latest in uh, Guitar Moir technology here on uh, Johnny Bean TV Networks. We're also live on Facebook, Johnny Bean TV Facebook page. We should be live anyway. Yeah, there we are. I see us. And actually, there's something else I need to do with, with the Facebook live stream. I've, 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 I left myself a, a note there. Um, I just got to figure out how I can edit the, uh, the stream. But uh, yeah, Facebook, we're live on Facebook and we got Facebook stars, which is uh, it's like a super chat, but over on the Facebook side, if you'd like to have support on Facebook. And we're also live in the exclusively Van Halen group. If you like Van Halen, that that is the place to be on on uh, on Facebook. I think exclamation point uh, FBVH will give you the, the link to that. Join the Van Halen group. Uh, we're also live in the EVH Gear Fans Live group, EVH Gear Fans Live page johnny bean tv group uh and eventually we'll be live on linkedin as well very exciting for our, our linkedin friends so uh oh, ron's, <laughs> ron, ron's leaving already He's on the video. <laughs> watching national geographic or something <laughs> he's gone to graze with the koala that's okay. It's all right. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! So hey, giveaways. We gave Ron gave away a bunch of shims to Robbie uh, last week. I found this uh, in a in a box over there. This is from a, the Nam show. I don't know, three years ago, four year, years ago. But uh, I'm gonna give this away tonight. This is a, a keychain. I don't know if you guys can see this. Does anybody know what that is? Keychain. Keychain. <laughs> it's a keychain. Line six. Do you, do you know? That's a helix? Yes. Look, it's a helix keychain. So we're giving this away tonight. Five. <laughs> Eventually, we'll be giving away, you know, actual, you know, live you know uh sized ones but but uh no i just found this i thought it was cool actually i have a bunch of other stuff oh i totally forgot um anyway we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about them and we'll talk about this in a little bit but anyway we're gonna give away, give away a helix keychain from the nam show tonight um so make sure you say something in the chat that's all you got to do we got 25 entries for that um although if the laptop crashes you know, Robbie might have to play uh, a song on the on the drums for us. So I don't know. I mean, 
you got the gong you got the sound plates we could actually have a, a jam on here because if you notice 40 grit has a guitar he's got like 84 guitars <laughs> are you hooked through an interface 40 grit no uh, not set up. gonna work not set up for that we'll we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll clip like crazy mm-hmm it's okay <laughs> hey johnny can i jump in on the giveaway sure all right let's do a couple of these tonight too oh no way oh no way dude no way Forty grit thank you i'll just send it to you and you can farm them out okay all right well th those are actually the picks i use maybe i'll just keep them yeah. <laughs> just kidding so we'll spin three times tonight right you got two of those you want to do you got two Two of those, two. So, so we'll spin three times tonight. So we're giving away a Line Six Helix keychain. We're giving away a couple packs of the the EVH. Uh, what's the grip? Mac Max Grip, the Max Grip uh, guitar picks. These are actually the, the collector's edition. The collector's edition, right on. Compliments Ooh. of forty grit. So uh, great, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Let's see. Who do we have here? Let's see. We got G. Butchnoff is here. Hey, dude. We got MPN5150. We got uh, Richard Friend. Hey. Hey, dude. We got uh, Epiphonium is here. What's up? We got Johnny Rock. Let's see. Fretworks, that's you. You need to win the keychain. Yeah. <laughs> Skyprop is also here janice is here am i late mal cal you're right on time man and let's see yeah everybody yeah in the chat we got dan gorman yeah let us know where you guys are watching from tonight i'm in santa cruz ohio. Uh, we got ohio in the chat phoenix 40 where are you at phoenix, phoenix. yeah oh cool i was born in phoenix actually we were actually we were talking about uh possibly me actually uh coming down to phoenix at some point well, soon yeah man you're more than welcome thank you thank you yeah yeah i want to stop by dang you know zim's guitars and everything um was just trying to figure out like weather wise like yeah. when when's the coolest starting to get warm it's a little 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 warm there tonight <laughs> it literally it literally gets to like 140 degrees there huh uh 141 oh my gosh dang <laughs> hey, hey seriously that guy's shop is just awesome man i mean like when i get a day off i have a hard time not going out there just to go and hang out his, his shop is so retro reminds me of when i was a kid you know like the old school guitar shop you know and super mm -hmm. cool Super cool guy, man. Dave's a great guy. Cool guy. Oh, he's awesome. Because he sells everything I love. So if I go there, I'd my wife would probably divorce me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There we go. Thank you, Nightbot. There's there's Dane's uh, uh, link in the chat right there. Oh, we just lost Rob. Or Ron, <laughs> I think. Ron. <laughs> He'll be back, though. Yeah, he was saying his phone is, is like, acting up. It's kind of weird. Um, 
Actually, I should probably put this up. Every time, every time he leaves, we need to have. Well, that's not, is that the right thing? Talking guitars. Well, I mean, not really, but there we go. Whoa, he's back. <laughs> Streamyard and iPhone don't work well. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we we got to figure that out. Um, wow, man. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, hey, let let's 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 uh, forty grit. This is your first time here. Yeah. It's awesome, to, awesome to meet you. Um, you've been texting in photos of your collection for a while now because I recognize some of those guitars and that that Edward Van, Van Halen the cutout there. We've seen that. Um, what's 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 your your background? Uh, when did you, when did you start playing? When did you start collecting? Uh, I'd say I probably well thirteen. I got the standard Sears. I think I think we were talking about Sears uh, uh, guitars a couple weeks ago. You guys were, you know, uh -huh. I got the Sears catalog guitar from my dad, and then uh, graduated to a Kramer Aerostar. I know that was your first one, right, Johnny? Uh, it wasn't my first one, but it was one of my first Kramers. I actually I was a dishwasher at one point. I had a real job, believe it or not, at one point. And, and I bought uh, from a pawn shop a Kramer Aerostar. Yeah. Um, that was the which first. Which one? Yeah, that was, what? that was Kramer. What did me for Van Halen was I was over at my, uh, it's funny with the Van Halen guys, they always, they always had older brothers or older sisters. And they were listening to the music. And we just, you know, I was in fifth grade when I got my first dose of Edward. And mm -hmm. it was. I think it was Diver Down, and I saw him on the back of the cover, and I was like, man, that guy looks really cool. Who's that? And my buddy was like, that's Eddie Van Halen. You don't know who that is? And I said, no. And then it was just downhill from there. I went and bought all the records, you know, shoveling snow, whatever I had to do to get money to go up and get your parent to take you up and get you a cassette tape, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and then from there, it took off, man. I mean, I, you know, started playing, uh, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm military retired, so I did 23 years in the Navy. So I, I was in bands in the Navy. Yeah, you know, we I played a Cabo Wabo for two nights. Played no way. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a really cool story. I got I got some pretty cool stories from you know, from stuff. But yeah, I got to play a Cabo for two nights. Uh, played through Edwards 5150. Went in for sound check, and I was playing through a Red Voodoo, uh, the the crate Red Voodoo yeah. for Sammy's uh, uh, endorsed. Uh, uh, heads and, and I was playing through a half stack of his and the sound guy I said man I just can't get my tone and he goes well what are you using at home and I said I'm using a Kramer or a PV5150 and he goes well I got some of Ed's in back let me show you and there's oh. a door right behind the stage and um, uh, he opened the door and man no kidding there were Ernie Ball cases all over the place it was amazing <laughs> so uh, they pulled thank out you Clayton they pulled out a half stack for me. I got to play through Ed's half stack for two nights or one of them, I suppose. Wow. You know, and then, uh, and then, but you know, I've been playing for years and then I broke a neck and I, and I was living in San Diego and I went down to a guitar shop in San Diego. I bumped into this guy and I said, Hey, you know, I, I like painting Van Halen guitars. And he goes, well, do you want to use my booth? And I said, if you show me how to build guitars, I'll split the proceeds, what I make on these guitars and we'll build them here. And he said, let's do that. So for a long time, I built, uh, he built off template. And um, uh, so, you know, I got to learn the old school way of building guitars. And uh, wow. so I was uh, spraying out of his paint boot, selling stuff on eBay. And uh, long before we started getting in trouble for it, 
you know, long before that. <laughs> yeah, and, it's a big no-no uh, now. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> and uh, and then um, you know, just uh, you know, just kept building with him, moonlighting with him, learning how to build, learning how to work on him, and mm-hmm. then tired. And then I went up to I was living in Temecula, out in California. Oh, and, I I know where that is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I got a job working for John Sir. I did uh, four oh. years. Oh. At uh, up in Lake Elsinore, and man, what what an opportunity, man! I mean, like I got to work with uh, Fender's best. You know, the people that know Sir Ampl- Sir Guitars, they know that John was a master builder, and he left, and he took his team. You know, he took uh, Kenny Jen, um, Mike Ponce, who was my boss, uh, Jay Medor, um, a lot of the guys uh, that were uh, there were huge mentors, and like. It was just an honor to work under all those guys. I, you know, I learned a lot. It was a crash course in guitars because whatever. Mm-hmm. No, I picked it up then. So, uh, and then uh, moved out here in Phoenix in 15 and haven't been, you know, work out of the garage and, you know, tinker and stuff and buy guitars and stuff like that. But, you know, my, uh, I guess my best resume score would be the John Sir thing, working for John and, you know, um, what an opportunity, man. Wow. That's really cool. That's all. I'm glad you reminded us of that because I I'd forgotten. And thanks for your service. Yeah. Well, thanks. thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Thank but, you. You know, I don't want to bore you guys with my full resume, but I mean, like the guitar aspect of it is John, sir. I worked for uh, Bill Zola in San Diego. That's where I got my, you know, my my start of building, and then um, now I just probably more you know like small repairs and setups, you know, just like tweaking and stuff like that now. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's what I like to do. That's what I'm good at. You know, I, I've got a lot of friends out here that bring me guitars and say, hey, Mike, can you tweak it? You know, hey, Mike, well, you know, and then, you know, that's just what I do. So not, vis- on- not visible wants to know if you use a shim on the Floyd. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I, uh, I have a drawer full of shims out in the garage. I'll go because I but I don't want to rub Robbie the wrong way tonight either. So <laughs> some people use them. Some people don't, you know, so Robbie, wake up. <laughs> hey man. I mean, look, I had one of the first Floyd roses in 1982 that came in a Kramer factory. Okay. That's probably before you guys were even like walking around. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you use the right capacitor, that that's just, that's just nonsense, but you know, do what you want to do. I have a, I have a 1983 Floyd Rose that I got out of a new old stock in the plastic rubber bands in the box. I'm not taking a shiv out of that. Not only that, but that shiv is also gold plated, like the fine tuner spring was in 1983, and that that Floyd has really nice tolerances. The fine tuners are great and everything. Is that the eighty three? Mm-hmm. Is that the eighty four? Uh, this is a uh, this is a big moment for me personally. Um, uh, Robbie was talking on the chat last night about uh, I had emailed or I had a messenger uh, Robbie to let him know, hey man, much respect working in the Kramer plant and all that stuff. And hey, I've got an eighty four, and um, and he goes, hey, you know, send me some pictures or no, maybe he didn't see pictures. No, I sent him one picture, and he goes, man, that's uh, that's a nice guitar. Uh, last night I pulled the neck. Uh, when I got home from work, and uh, his initials are in the neck pocket. So, well, wow. Neck, the neck heel. Yeah. 
So that yeah, is the, the 84 Kramer Beretta. And uh, this is a cool story, man. I was, uh, um, I work for Ford now out here in, uh, in Arizona. And um, I was a service advisor at a, at a store. And um, between work, I would scroll through my phone and look for Craigslist and whatever. And this was on Craigslist. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to get that guitar. Guess what the price was, Robbie? This was four year, uh, six years ago. Six years ago, I bet you got that thing for mm, five hundred dollars. Four hundred. He had it advertised for four hundred dollars, and I emailed him at four o'clock in the afternoon, and I said, "Hey, man, I want that guitar," and uh, no response. Two o'clock in the morning, my text went off, and he said, "I still have this, and I don't know how I still have it, but if you want it, you can come get it. I'll be available tomorrow." And I said, well, "What about right now?" At two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and he said, you can come right now. So I drove over to uh, Mesa and um, I took $400 and I said, hey, I'm not even going to try to bargain with you. Here's your $400. And I walked away with it and uh, I'll never sell this guitar because where am I going to get another one? You know? All right. Now, do you have the uh, tremolo cover off of it on the back? I do not. But I, I, I mean, I, get, I could go spin it off if you want me to. I want to see if it's a it should be a sports body with that route. That's something I'd like to see. Okay. All right. I can go spin it off real quick. Hey, I'm going to disappear for a minute, okay? Ron? Okay. All right. I'll be Ron, back. he's disappearing. Ron is frozen. <laughs> oh, no, he's alive. <laughs> Oh my gosh, look at that collection, man. Uh-huh. Hey, I see Randy Rhodes up there. Yeah. Look at that. And look look at that. He actually has one of the the Kramer uh the strings. He has it like blown up down there. I'm still like the very center. To send me that pack. <laughs> <laughs> I found I've got tons of them actually. They're they're in the loft. They're up here. I just I just saw them. We'll have to we'll have to do a giveaway uh, very soon. Uh, let's see. Holly Lewis is here. What's up, Holly? Janice, what's up? Wait, Robbie, do you have your Jersey mics? It's in the fridge. There you go. <laughs> wow. Are you, are you guys gonna you guys gonna eat too? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> uh, it's 11:30 here, 11:33. Oh, well, it's 10:30 oh here, so you know, us, us, some of us people could stay up, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I was just, uh, I was just co-hosting Hippie, so I've been on the computer for a while. I know it. It, it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, Jester. <laughs> all right he's back yeah oh yeah let's see uh, that can we get if the lighting's terrible i can't see in there sorry <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> yeah. i can't i can't see it <laughs> let's see um is there a way to do this better wait 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 <laughs> I almost saw it. He also said that. Yeah, Robbie, that looks like a bigger route to me. 
if I could just get a little more light on that. <laughs> That's what oh. she said. Here. Ah, yeah, that's a sports route. Look at that. Look at that route. That's a sports body from Connecticut. That's the real even, deal. Even MPN says it's a sports route. That's the real deal, man. Wow, for $400. Dude. Yeah, that man, I mean, like, that was just crazy that night. And and what's cool about this guitar is the guy had the guy had a guitar room. And he has lost his third finger. He didn't have his third oh. finger. He had an accident or something. He said, I haven't really played for years. But he had pictures in his guitar room of him playing it as a young guy, like on stage, like, a, like mm-hmm. in, in clubs. So this guitar got some work. Um, I, I, I did uh, uh, Crown the Frets. That's all I've done to it. I crowned the Frets. The, the pickup is not original. Uh, he said he put a uh, the uh, Demartini pickup in it, the RTM. Which is an expensive pickup. Mm. I mean, those are 180 bucks, you know. So right. um, he he said that the uh, original pickup gave out. It it, uh, it was a shower, and uh, it gave out. And uh, he said that he just went ahead and put the Demartini in it because he was a Demartini guy. So wow, which is pretty cool. Because wow, I'm so D- you so so you won't take 400 dollars for that guitar right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I may consider 405. Oh, right on. You <laughs> on uh, with the one in Japan, the Kramer eighty-five. What's that? I sent Johnny a link in uh, Messenger. If one from Japan, it's uh, nineteen eighty-five Kramer for like four hundred and some bucks. Oh God! Grab that. Oh. But, well, <laughs> let's look at let's look at it first. Somebody needs to buy that guitar tonight. It's on, I can't show it on my phone, John. How did you? Where'd you send it to me? Messenger? You mean Facebook? Yeah. Or or WhatsApp? Not, not yeah. Where you sent me the link? I don't even know how. I don't even know. Oh, what's? I think that was WhatsApp. No, no, no. Well, that WhatsApp. I sent you the video. The regular messenger that's connected with the uh, like where you send me the links to get on here. It's on there. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this. I, was that Facebook? Where I was. <laughs> Messenger is a Facebook thing. I don't know. But it's we couldn't even get Robbie in here earlier. Hey, I, I, was, I made it here, man. You know where people text you? Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Technically, that's my email. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's Let's check that out. Let's let's see that. Um, but hey, forty grit. That's 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 an awesome story about that guitar. And and um, congratulations on that. Yeah. That's you that's, know what I'm happy about is uh, Robbie's initials were in it because he said, "Hey, uh, pull the neck off and uh, send me a picture of it. I want to see if my initials are in it." And they were. And I think that's super cool. That's great. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. I, there's a good chance that I not only dressed that, but I uh, milled the nut too. Well, it's a good fit. It, this is an R5, so the uh, so the the uh, the distance, the string distance between strings is like super. There's a lot of play there, which I I love the R5, but um, I mean the, that's what put hair on guys' chests in the '80s playing these R5s because they're not easy, you know. I mean, like you go with R2, R3, you know, the the spacing's a little closer together. On these, you really have to 
I mean, you got to be grabbing for something when you're coming off. So, mm-hmm. our five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ron, what's, what's your uh, area code? 937. Okay, here, here you go. I found you. Let's see. See, something that... Uh, oh, oh, the reverb uh, yep. 80s? Yep, that's it. Oh, wow. This is nice. Robbie might buy this one tonight. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, let, let's let, let's check this out if we can. Let's see. Present. <laughs> oh, gee, stop it. Share screen. Just the Kramer. guy was there. I was there. Well, yeah, but you, you almost left Facebook this morning because of a conversation you had saying you were there. I didn't say anything in that. That was other people talking about me. I just <laughs> left that entire group. Because they're they're freaking morons. That's all there is to it. Well, it's Facebook. I told you, Facebook is is crazy. Look at this, Robbie. Check this out. Kramer, ESP EK one. Oh, that's a pointy. Nineteen eighties. Kidding me? Well, what years they say in that? It's eighties. Nineteen eighties. That's like eighty. That's like eighty-seven or eighty-eight. Nah, 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 it ain't worth 500 bucks. <laughs> no way, that's a pointy headstock. Made in Japan, not well, worth $500? It's ESP, but no, nah, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's just, that's like an 87, 88 thing, man. Oh, my gosh. Now, I mean, the, the body looks good, you know, and stuff. That's, uh, that's not a Floyd, that's just crap bridge they put on there to have to throw that in a pond (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's nothing on there you could use but oh man that pointy headstock oh no way there you go yeah look at that thing it's got like it's got like inserts in a base plate because the metal's so cheap no that's that's (laughs) terrible that pickup ain't worth a damn either Oh my gosh! You know, I well, don't think ho- it's worth the five hundred dollars for just the body because that neck is, you know, that that neck's got a yeah. Holly's gonna go in the pond and get it. Because <laughs> they don't even have their strings aligned correctly. That's the yeah. Yikes! Ah, <laughs> uh, no way, man. That's a that's not a good year for focus, man. You don't At like all. that. You don't no, like that headstock? Like no, no, that's that's bad. That's like that's like eighty seven or something, eighty eight. That's terrible. I think it's cool. I think it looks looks awesome. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it looks like in Japan then they were using those inserts because we saw those on another guitar. Well, they started that in late eighty six. You know. Hmm. And hey, look at that pickup ring screw. Look how how big that screw is compared to the other one. Hmm. I mean, really, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. No, that that thing's the only thing you could use on that. Maybe the body, and that'd be it. But then you got to fill those inserts and redrill, probably. Well, it's got shims on the on the tremolo a bit. That tremolo <laughs> was in the pond. 
I would, I would even use the bar on that thing. Hey, hey, Johnny. Yes. There's a uh, not visible's asking Ron and I if uh, when we build a guitar we put the the uh, put our initials in it. Um, I did not when I was building in uh, at Sir uh, Kenny Jin did. Uh, Kenny Jin was the only master builder that put his initials in. Um, I just kind of always felt like uh, that was John's guitar. But I mean, Kenny Jin, mm-hmm. that, Kenny Jin was one of uh, John's master builders. Um, uh, now I I like to punch them. I've got punches, stamps, and I'll put my initials in it. But uh, as far as sign them, sign them's pretty cool. You know, I mean, that's that's pretty. I just accurate. did but initials. Not- I didn't sign it. You know, the name. I just put initials in. Yeah. Uh oh. Who said that? Ron is frozen again. Oh no! Did you? S- yep. What? <laughs> I think he's gone. No, he's here. It's his mouth isn't moving. <laughs> Ron. <laughs> on those years at the factory, we were required to initial stuff that we worked on, mm-hmm. or sign it, depending. You know, I believe that. Yeah. Uh huh. Was was yeah. that in case uh, it didn't pass quality control? And they're like, who's responsible for this? Oh, there's who it is. Is that why? Well, basically, yeah. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Now there's two Rons again. Why are you doing? <laughs> why, why can't you? How many Rons can we get on this show? Why are you doing this to us? We do not need two of you. <laughs> Chopper is not big enough for two Rons. <laughs> <laughs> Premier doesn't like iPhones. Oh man, and yeah, and my MacBook Air doesn't like uh, reverb because yeah, it's crashing again. Man. Hey Ron, uh, I I don't think you answered about as far as what you're doing with that pocket. Uh, I just I just put initials. Uh, I don't sign it. I just put initials in there, and maybe uh, the date. Hey, I'll mm-hmm. tell you. What, I was working for John. Um, I was final. I was final. So I had a. Uh, I had a. Uh, um, the fret guy. All the all the fretting went through the same guy, and then it's it's it spun off into the three lines. And then I had an assembler. I had a wiring uh, uh, person, and then it came to me for final. And uh, uh, I'll tell you what. If you ever buy a Sir guitar, um, they're one of the best built one of the best built guitars I've ever seen as far as like QC. Every guitar went through QC process at that store. And uh, God forbid I had to have John sign something because, I mean, it went back two or three times. I would take the guitar to John, you know, a customer request signature on back of headstock, and I would take it to him. I'd be like, John, this one's a signature. He would say, go back and do this. And then I'd go back and do it. And I'd go back. He'd be like, go back and do this. And there was at least three or four trips before he would finally pull out his silver pen and sign the guitars, <laughs> you know. I mean, that was, uh, the, the QC has scarred me for life with regards to, uh, buying guitars. So, oh. you want to take a phone call? Sure. Let's go. Sure. Johnny. Uh, Ron. Hello? I'm telling Hello. you. Hello. <laughs> it's not Ron. Who is this? Hey, Johnny, it's Laz. I, I had to call in because I got 5% of battery left on my phone, and I'm out here watering, and it's getting dark, and I just wanted to call and uh, ask Robbie, what does he think of that 1987, I think 86, 87, 88, they built these 
Gibson guitars that were designed by Robert Wayne Charvel. It was marked WRC, and it was the Gibson Superstrat, authentic Gibson Superstrat. Um, I had a white one. There were show- showcase models. There were white and black ones. And um, it was called the SR-71. And I had, that was my first electric guitar that I bought with my own money at Guitar Showcase in San Jose. I know Guitar Showcase. What does he think about those guitars? Good question. What does Robbie think? Those weren't really good years. I mean... And that's it. I'll I'll let you guys go because I got 5%, 4% battery left to hear the answer. Bye-bye. All right. Wait, Laz. What, what, what? Monday. Monday, Monday, we're. I have a show tomorrow. We can talk more about it tomorrow. We're gonna build your studio Monday. We're not gonna build my studio. I might even have what you're thinking of hooked up before then. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> just cool. to show the people that I know what I'm doing as well. I just don't have time for it usually. Because <laughs> you're watering. But yeah, I'm watering plants right now while it's getting dark because it's my job. Anyway, uh, You're yeah, a talk, to you, talk to you guys in the chat while I still have battery left. Okay. Uh, All right. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Music therapy, Laz, everybody. He's a gardener. Now you guys all know. I'm an orphan man. Laz is a gardener. Now you guys know what we do. All right. What do you think, Robbie, of the, uh, I don't even remember what he even said, the Gibson uh, uh, Superstrat? I don't know. You know, that guy was saying it, it. They weren't really good years for guitars. Gibson Superstrat 80s. You know, uh, well, you're talking 87, 88. Let's see if I can yeah. find it. And then you put Gibson on top of that. I mean, you know, it's kind of a recipe for disaster. Superstrat. <laughs> which, which, what guitar was it? Was it the neck through one? I came out of Gibson. I'd imagine it was. Or the U two, the eighty nine, probably. The Charvel. There it is. Or SR seventy two. I think he said. Oh. I don't know. I mean, there's a. Uh, here's a. Believe it or not, that's a Gibson. Hmm. WRC. I don't think this is that the the one that he was talking about. It's another one, but it has the uh, hmm. kind of a, a hockey headstock. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. But cool. I bet you that's a top mounted nut. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's, so there's the back. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know if this is the one he was talking about, but. But uh, it's a super strat. Look, it says Gibson. Right. Some L- farmed out license by because they stopped uh, using. Floyd wasn't selling any Floyds after 88, after the run in with uh, Kramer and them not paying the licensing fees. You know, so mm-hmm. that all stopped. And there was not a real Floyd Rose. They were all licensed until uh, I believe it was 2007 when uh, Floyd actually started up his company again. And start farming out of out of shallow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. there's a real and Floyd Rose right there. He looks so old in that picture. The guy I knew had long hair. He looked younger. 
You knew him? He was at the factory. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, you'd see him all the time. You know. Of course, somebody probably wouldn't believe that. And I don't care. You can believe what you want, you know. But... <laughs> Especially on Facebook. I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but that's fine. You know, and you could put me down or whatever, and that's fine too. I don't really care because you know what? I had the knowledge and I learned these things. So I was able to build guitars, the ones that I have. And that, I'm thankful for that. As far as sharing knowledge and stuff, that really hasn't been a big help to me. And Johnny saw that coming. He knew there's going to be people out there. So, well, just because you were there and you talked to Edward. I told you right there. away. I'm like, people are going to come at you and they're not going to believe you, whatever you're saying, and be ready for that. And I told you that. And that's now and that's I'm, happening. <laughs> but, you know, I, it's like it, I don't have to say these things anyway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I never had to tell anything that I knew. You know, so if you don't want to believe it, that's fine. I don't care either. Mm-hmm. There he goes again. Up, oh, he's back. Hey, Ron. So, hey, <laughs> Mike. Mike, what do you got? What are you holding? Is that a focus or is that a Beretta? Hey, or what? Brought up a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was talking to Johnny, and you were on, and I said, "Hey, uh, um, hey, Robbie, what do you think about the music yo's? This is a music yo." Oh, I couldn't see all the headstock. Okay, that's odd, though. What is it like a super early music yo or something? I think these were, um, I want to say early two thousands, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so, I got this day off. Um, somebody asked me in the chat, what's the last guitar I bought? I think the last guitar I bought was the black and white. Um, that side. This side. This side. That right black side. And white. I bought that from Dane. I went out to Dane's shop and bought that from him. And then uh, um, there was also a question about stainless steel frets with Sir. 100% stainless steel. 100%. Nice. Um, uh and but this one uh i scored locally um i think i got it for 700. now and that that is not the that is not the horrible neck known for music yo that head shop that headstock shape is different uh i'm i'm wondering if that that neck was left over after the acquisition and they were they were using them up in the beginning because that's not the, the music yo neck that I'm familiar with that I put down so much. The uh, so, nut, this is an R2. So. And is, is, mm-hmm. the, is it drilled through for the locking nut? And it's not. Okay. Yeah. And l- let me say, let me say that I was, um, I, I remember those guitars when, when they came out. And I think, Robbie, the ones you're talking about were the 84s. That had the big banana, the non-tilt. That's a that's a tilt. That this one there. Correct, one hundred percent. Yeah, I know that looks like something that came out of the factory that they didn't sell that uh, Gibson picked up and bolted it on. I'm looking at that neck and I'm thinking it, it might be a leftover Lucido or something. Well, it doesn't I quite look like an well, ESP. You know, at the scarf joint though, right? There's nothing. It's a one. Yeah. Right, but they were they they were done with those. Uh, Lucido was done with scarf joints, you know, in uh, in '85. So, yeah. uh, and it doesn't look like a 
It doesn't look like an ESP. Can I see the side dots? Well, that might be an ESP deck. That might be. Look how small those dots are. Okay, maybe it is an ESP left over. You know, I mean, for what I, and it's heavy, it's maple for sure. But I mean, you said how, you were saying how well it played, and that um, wasn't making any sense. But now it does, because that looks like it's an ESP deck that was left over from the fire sale that got transferred to Gibson. What year did you get that guitar? I just got it probably two months ago. Oh, what year is it? Uh, I don't know how to tell on these, Johnny. I mean, like, uh, I don't. They're the they're the first run of Music Yield Beretta reissues. So you so said that guitar is heavy, right? Super heavy, just as heavy as. I played when, I played that same guitar at Gibson. I was at the Gibson. I was there. I was at the Gibson showroom in Beverly Hills. We were the Mayfire. We were on tour one year. We went to Gibson to pick up some guitars because we had a deal with them. And I had a photo. I picked up that red one. Not not the particular one, but I, I held one of those. I remember it being like way heavy. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm comparing weight right now, and they're very similar. They're probably within a couple of couple three ounces, if that. So, well, we know that the, we know the sports body is two-piece maple. Mm-hmm. We know this, that. And we know Music Yo made their bodies out of maple also. This is more than two piece because I see one, two, three. It's at least three pieces. Okay, well, that would make it heavier too because the more glues in it, the heavier it's going to be. Correct. Mm -hmm. I agree with the big P. <laughs> what, what is the big P? We need a tour of 40 Grits Room. <laughs> You're face play all those. I had to keep uh, you know fifty some of mine or they're in storage. I have fifty in the closet and I have thirty five out or thirty four out now because I went over oh to Dane's gosh. shop the other day. I had eighty five on Tuesday. I went over to Dane's shop and traded in two and came home with one. So I <laughs> <over> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I went over to Danes and picked this up the other day. There you go. See, if I go to Danes, I'd end up divorced, I'm telling you. <laughs> Buddy, I'm telling you, I love hanging out over there. And, and and that guy gets bombarded all day long with people on the phone just wanting to talk. I mean, I can't imagine how cool that job must be. You know, I, just sit there and talk guitar all day. I would, man, I mean, that'd just be awesome. I am going to make a point to go out there just just to see that shop. I'm going to spend a whole weekend there. Well, if you come out, man, stop by and we can sit in my garage and. All right, that'll work. Talk guitar, whatever you want to do. That'll work. I appreciate that. Thank you. For sure, man. Us car guys got to stick together, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And hey, we got a phone call. Who is this? Capital. Skyprop. Skyprop is here. Yes, sir. Where are you calling yes, from? Sir. Where Where are you at? Pittsburgh, PA. Pittsburgh, PA. Hey. What? Ron yes, Gunner. Sir. Ron Gunner says you guys are neighbors. Oh, well, well then we're I might have to hook up with Ron at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, not in that way. <laughs> yeah, I won the, uh, the Rev... Uh, 
beer cozy from you. Yes. Did, did you get it yet? Uh, not yet. Probably because of the holiday and all that. Oh, okay. I mailed it out, so you should be getting it very soon. Sounds great. I uh, just wanted to say uh, hello to everybody. And um, like I said, I uh, love the show. And uh, everybody take care. And I'll let you get on with the show. I just really want to just try to prank you, but, you know. Oh, I heard that, but I had my mic uh, muted, so nobody heard that part. You want to do that part again? Oh, well, yeah, I let the guys hear it. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, listen Hello. to this. Oh. Just count me in. Ready. Hello, our records. <laughs> Hello, our records show that your vehicle's warranty is about to expire. If you want what? to take a chance at our exclusive vehicle warranty program, please press one. To hang up, please press two. Yep. All right, guys. I'll let you guys go, and we'll score 40 grit some more. Right on. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Skyprop. Bye-bye. That's Skyprop. <laughs> 45, 50 minutes from me. Wow. That's not far at all. Mm. Dude, maybe we'll... Dude, that's awesome. Wow. Um, man, this, there's a lot going on. Um, what? G. Butchnoff, you get those all the time? Oh, those phone calls? Yeah, I, I just I just say, huh? And wait for them to say something else, you know. Um, but yeah, 40 Grit. Yeah, that, that's an awesome guitar. And again, I've, I've held one of those. Very heavy guitar. Um, but... I, I think they're great. I think the quality is great on those. Yeah, I, I felt like for the uh, for having the original and being able to A, B it was unique for me because I had had one before and I thought it was cool when I was living in California, but I had sold it off. You know, I just, you know, rolling through guitars all the time. And um, mm -hmm. and then one came up and I said, you know, it'd be really cool to get this guitar and A, B it against the the 84. And I got to tell you, man, I mean, other than the nut, I mean, it's pretty, I mean, the normal guy really wouldn't know. I think, so. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did. I think they did a great job on those. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Cool. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. You got some cool guitars, man. So you were saying that that black and white. Is that uh, the EVH? Is that the the Stripe series, or is that the the uh, Charvel? So the black and white up to uh, over my right shoulder is the EVH. I got that from uh, Dane. Mm -hmm. uh, the black and yellow is um, an art series. That's the real deal. The original. Oh, cool. Um, the um, and then let's see if I can get out of the way here. The uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw the interview with Wolfgang. Uh, he had the um, the circles guitar turned backwards, so I thought that was pretty cool. How he had "see you later," "see you next time," or whatever it says on the back. So I flipped mm -hmm. it around in my guitar room because I want to be like Wolfie. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> and then my uh, Frankenstein. Wow, uh, Frankenstein was built by uh, Kyle Finch. Kyle Finch is probably one of the one of the best, uh, in my opinion. 
Uh, I know Jerry Lyke is really good. A friend of mine is really good friends with Jerry Lyke. Jerry Lyke was doing that a long time ago when I was still living in um, in uh, in Michigan. Uh, Jerry's in Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. Jerry Lyke is one of the one of the probably uh, between him and uh, Scott Smith are probably the originals. I I think I might be wrong. I'm just throwing names out there right now. Oh yeah. But uh, I know Scott. Yeah. Scott Smith was one of the originals. I mean, I know that Ed used his drill when Ed's drill got stolen. I mean, that's how unique and, you know, uh, Scott uh, Scott Smith stuff was. Um, I bumped into Kyle Finch on, I don't know how I met him, but uh, I was like, hey, could you uh, build me a Frankenstein? He said, yeah, for sure. And, um, I mean, it's just fantastic. And then uh, the 5150 next to that is uh, Kyle Finch as well. And that's uh, Kyle told me when he sent me that last year that it's it's the best one he'd ever done, the most uh, the most uh, real. Um, here, hold on, I'll grab it. Hold on. Oh, right on. We're gonna get a tour of all these guitars. Wow! And look at that. You got the Guitar World magazines up there too. Hey man, I'm. Uh, uh, some people would say that I'm queer for Edward. You know, I mean, it's just... Hey, it's, we all are. The way it was. Um, wow, that's nice, man. Yeah, Look at Kyle that. Did a great job on this guitar, man. I mean, you, you know, anything with Kyle, uh, it's uh, it's going to turn out fantastic. I mean, like, he really put a lot of work into this. I mean, I could probably do something like this. I just don't have the time, number one, because, you know, I, I, I do got a job that I'm at quite a bit. And um, it's just better off to leave it to the professionals. And he he definitely is. Um, I mean, it's all there, man. I mean, even the uh, um, when Ed had those uh, uh, um, eye hooks hanging out to keep his cord away from him, it's all there, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, Alice. So very good job to Kyle Finch. Wow. Looking very for, nice. a, for, for a 5150 or a uh, Frankenstein, I highly recommend Kyle. So oh, yeah, let me grab the Frankenstein. Yeah. Dude, awesome guitars. <laughs> now, th- this one has the weight. The uh, original was super heavy. You know, um, and that's probably why Ed had a lot of, in my opinion, I think that's probably why Ed ended up with hip problems later on in life. I was jumping around off risers with this guitar. This mm. thing, is, it, it just weighs a ton. And, I, and I've seen the, uh, the um, I've held the $30,000 one, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's heavy. I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. have, too, but, yeah. uh, you know, they're, they're very heavy, so. But very good attention to detail on this one by Kyle. You know, if you guys are looking, like I said, I'll plug Kyle today. I think Robbie would endorse Kyle as well. I've heard Robbie talk about Kyle before, so. Yeah. Wow. Thumbs up. So, yeah. Really good job by him on both these guitars. And he's doing a Rasta for me right now. So. Cool. Yeah, I've, I've talked to Kyle extensively about details, measurements, you know, all kinds of stuff. Haven't had the uh, the eighty two first part of eighty two Pacer special. You know, Poplar that uh, was the type of body that Edward used. So there's all kinds of little stuff, especially when you go into like lock or 
abuse of craft, you know, and they're they're popping these bodies out and the 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 they put jack holes are in the wrong spot and the routes for the electronics is too close to the cavity and there's that, you know, everybody hates me saying this, but there's that pudgy piece on a body, you know, where it's fat underneath, you know, past the bottom horn. It doesn't curve in. It, it goes, you know, like chubby there. And you'll see lots of relics or recreations, and they all have that because I guess nobody knew enough to, to say, hey, it's not right, you know. So Kyle got pretty excited about, you know, seeing those bodies and seeing the shape of them because he wants like you like you said he wants everything to be be right you know mm-hmm. and we've mm-hmm. talked quite a bit about all kind all that kind of stuff i i would be sending him a couple of necks to get the uh Unker banana chop job done to him mm-hmm. oh zora's here but she won't let me catch her uh kyle's working on the um kyle told me right before he sent my 5150 he said hey mike if you want to wait a little longer I can um, I can put a whale tail Floyd uh, on it, you know the one that has the bigger um, the bigger uh, plate. I guess the plate stuck out further on on one of the sides. I said, hey man, you know, I'm kind of anxious to get my guitar. So, but uh, I know that he does a lot of machining. So, um, I mean, the stuff that, that that guy's doing, I mean, he's probably gonna he's gonna he's probably gonna perfect that, you know, all that stuff. So. I can't really discuss a lot of the stuff that he's doing, but uh, yeah, Johnny kind of pointed that out when we were looking at a guitar. He's like, "Well, the one side of the Floyd's sticking out more than the other." I was like, well, "That's pretty fo- pretty common." Like all the Floyds I have are like that, but they're all older. You know, that's another thing that changed over time. And uh, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. with Kyle, you can have him machine. You know, you can have him a, a machine the bass plate. Or cut it out so he could freaking bend it in a break, so it's not cast. Mm. Those, yeah, that those are the ones like Fernandez did. Hanson only did like four hundred, but you know, those are better Floyd's. Ron's here. He's back again. At least he's only one this time. <laughs> I'm telling oh you, StreamYard does not like iPhones. Hmm. That's weird. That's pretty good with the with the uh, MacBook, though. And this Volt 2 interface. I really love this thing. And I, I swear, all we did was plug it in. Johnny's like, I plugged it in. And then he's like, turned the gain. And that was it. Turn the gain. It was almost all the way up, and I left the rest of it alone. And it's, yeah, that's all you have to do. Plug your microphone into it, and you're ready to go. And and that's that's all it took. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that easy to put the interface on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be doing that on Monday at Laz's house. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. 40 grit. And hey, speaking of Frankensteins, our friend Alice Martinez just sent this in. She was at Guitar Center Hollywood today, and they have they have one of the the Frankenstein, the the $25,000 ones. Mm. Right there in the window. Very cool, Alice. Alice Martinez, thank you for sending that. There you are. 
I see you. Thank you, Alice. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. There, there. Is that glow in the dark? No. Oh. <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> Influencer. <laughs> Ned. Ned. I was going to wear my Jackson shirt, but I figured Robbie would yell at me, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wow. say Kramer night, you know. That would technically be cool. Uh huh. It's Saturday night. I I'm going to have one that says no shims. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you one, Robbie. <laughs> ha 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 ha. I'll scrape the no part off. <laughs> I have the uh, Ghostbuster thing with the logo over it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Hey, Johnny, look what I got today. <laughs> Oh no, dude! Everybody's getting those. It's gonna be two weeks before I get to play with it, but I got mine. So thanks. Oh. Uh, shout out to uh, Robert Williams, my guy over at Sweetwater. He's super awesome and got me one as quick as he could. So. Oh, right on. Yeah, I was just watching a video earlier. Our friend, uh, do you guys know Jeremy White from Canada? He's a radio DJ up there. He just got one. He, he's a big Van Halen guy, and he just did a video uh, demonstrating. And he actually explained in his video um, how you set the whole thing up with, with the three amps and everything. Um, very cool. Yeah, I got to get one, but it's... I'm not sure uh, if I'm going to be able to figure that out, man. I mean, I would like to have that. But I don't know if I've got the gear. I don't know. I mean, I've got a bunch of amps and stuff. I, I may have to just have somebody come over and help me figure it out, you know. Mm -hmm. It seems kind of complicated, you know. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if you want to get the, the, the real stereo effect with it. Um, well, I mean, you, you, just, you just really need to. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about those. You know, I'll, I'll get to try one on. Uh, oh, there's Laz right there. Laz, I'll get to try try one on, on Monday. Is Laz going to be doing his wet, dry, wet? Yes. He is? I think so. Oh, that's cool, man. I think he's going to be doing that. Yeah, that's how people are setting them up, because that's really how they were. You got or, to. How it was, you know. You know, right. the, you're wearing the shirt. I mean, you should know. I mean, that's 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 the shirt from that, that era. Yeah. You know, did you get that from one of the shows? Uh, Johnny, I've probably had this shirt for, I don't know, since 1995. I don't remember. Do yeah. Well, it would have been from a 95 show. Yeah. And I actually took the patches off and I had Charvel on them because I used to wear them to work when I was working at John Sir. And then, uh -huh. and then uh, probably about six months ago, I found the Van Halen patches and I, I had my, I said to my girlfriend, I go, 
because she's she does everything. Oh, she she's awesome. She goes. Uh, I said, uh, can you put my patches back on? And she was like, oh sure. And I was so excited because my Eddie Van Halen, my my name and you know everything got put back on. So I'm glad I uh-huh. kept because I took them off, you know, for a while. So yeah, I got three of them. They're cool shirts, man. I mean, like you can't get them no more. I mean, do you still see them? I don't see them no more. No, I mean Van Halen store. Maybe, maybe they have some, but I I had one of those shirts I got from one of the shows. It would have been the would have been the first show uh, I went to um, San Jose, San yeah. Jose ninety five balance. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. wearing that shirt. Yeah, balance tour around, and he mm-hmm. cut the sleeves off. That's back when uh, the short hair thing was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I, if I was smart, I would have bought one of each because they had that shirt. Even though Edward was the only one that wore the shirt, yeah, um, they had ones that said Mike, that said Sammy, <laughs> and that said Alex as well. Good. They had the whole band for those. A lot of people don't know that unless unless you were there. <laughs> hey, hey Laz just said it's not complicated. That pedal makes it easy. So, um, you know, maybe we can all maybe. I can borrow him one day when I got nothing going on. It Wait out. a minute. What? <laughs> Last is very moist. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about there. He said, he said I it's not complicated. I think he's talking about the wet, dry, wet. <laughs> he said that pedal makes it easy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> funny. Yeah, an R rating on here. Yeah, no I know. <laughs> Jeff Davidson can't believe that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's people commenting saying I was never even born. Actually, you know that yeah, that that'll make you feel old. Oh my gosh. When? When you got that shirt? Uh somebody commented who is it? it says I wasn't even born. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, why is Jamie crying? Why is Jamie crying? I wasn't even born during that time. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Van Halen fans now that were, yeah, just born like right after that, that are now, they're like in their 20s. So it's it's crazy how long ago that was. Well, that's cool because yeah, we're going. That these young kids can buy, you know, I'm, you that, know that's something I'm kind of worried about. Are these going to be worth anything when I'm 75 years old, you know? So hopefully they can uh, keep the torch burning with the Van Halen stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's oh funny, gosh. Holly. That's funny. Well, Johnny and I are going to try to uh, do a Randy Rhodes thing and keep the torch burning there. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. And I, I just got Randy Rhodes. I just, I just, uh, I just, I, I just got one. And uh, that's like a must-have, in my opinion. If you're, if, if you're going to be a collector, you got to have a Randy Rhodes. You know, at yeah. least I'm not a Gibson guy by any means. I've got a couple. But uh, if you're going to have one, I kind of felt like Randy Rhodes was the one to have. So, Hi, Holly. That's mm-hmm. like uh, there's a lot of kids now who were not born when Master of Puppets came out from Metallica. But because of the show Stranger Things, now you know it's like, oh, uh, yeah. What? Oh, he froze. He just froze again. <laughs> Don't feed the Rons. Ron, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, by the nah. time, by the there time, uh, 
What's happening, Mike? By the time Master of Puppets came out, I was basically done with Metallica. I liked them, Kill Em All. You know, I thought Kill Em All was great. I love those songs. And everything after that, I was just like, you know, kind of disappointed in. But that's, you know, that was just me. I like the harder edge stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get one of my daughter's old MacBooks, I see. <laughs> yeah. MacBooks are awesome. I mean, mine's awesome unless it freezes, but it's fine now. Did you hear what I was saying about Master Puppets? No, please repeat. Okay, there's a lot of kids now that were not born when that song came out and now like it because of the Stranger Things show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it it's I think it went platinum again now because of that. Dang. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, the 80s is back. Yes. Really, you know, definitely is. I mean, with Stranger Things, with, um, I mean, anything, re I mean, retro is, is, is cool. And, and um, these days, especially with, uh, Son of you know, what? <laughs> why is Where's Ron? Uh, why is Jamie crying? Just said I never see anyone with the star guitar. I do have one if you guys want to see it. And then, yeah. And then I've got the uh, the I can break out the Randy Rhodes if you guys want to see it too. Sure. I have a question for you too. <laughs> Forty grit. I got a question because you you I mean you really have a great uh, example back there of eighties guitar heroes. I would say you got Randy back there. I see George Lynch, of course Edward. Um, I imagine they're, they're your top three. That's what it seems like to me. No, I would. Say, no, uh, I would say that my top three are represented, um, by my top is Edward. My second level, my second favorite would be Lynch. And then my third favorite is Martin. Oh, wow. Those are all Martin. This one here is, this one here is really cool. This is the uh, this is the real deal performance Hollywood. Uh huh. Um, built by Cooney and uh, uh, Yasu at performance, and uh, this is Warren's guitar. So when you see Warren on stage, this is what he's playing. This is uh, uh, this was Warren put a, a a neck pickup in his now uh, later on, but uh, I did not want the neck pickup. I wanted to represent the original Rat, uh, mm -hmm. uh, which I feel was you know before Warren kind of started going bluesy with the neck pickup. Um, I did not want the neck pickup. So Cooney built this for me about almost two years ago now, and um, you know just very honored to uh, have a build from him because uh, he said he's not going to be doing too many more of these. So. I'm glad that I got one. But that is oh. real in that that's Python. And um What year is that made? I've had it for a couple of years. So he did it for me a couple of years ago and uh and they've got a small shop in Hollywood. You know, obviously Frank Zappa was the uh was one of the starting guys with performance. You know, Frank Zappa turned uh, uh Steve I on to performance. Mm -hmm. Like you know, that flame guitar. Yeah. And um but yeah, this is a performance build. And then um, this one, these these two are actually pretty cool. Hold on. 
Hey, Uncle Raymond. What's happening, Raymond? You got to send that photo in? This one is a performance as well. In 2000, I want to say it was five, um, performance did these. Uh, shortly before Warren went to Charvel, he did these with uh, performance. He took his guitars down to performance. The, um, the uh, bomber guitar, which is this one, is referenced as, uh, this is the guitar that Warren cut out of the cellar on. This is the uh, this is the guitar that he used for the album. Um, mm -hmm. It does have the uh, as you can see the high E's gold. So everything everything how Warren's guitar looked is how Performance did it. So it does have the the, uh, the chrome hardware instead of the black hardware. Hmm. A gold uh, volume pot, and then all the headstocks were signed by Warren. And they oh, were cool! They did twenty of each. This is number eleven of the bomber and then they did two they did this one wow and they did the skull and blood and the cool thing about the skull and blood is is warren did the blood on what warren did the blood He's he, one who he bled on that guitar <laughs> is it his actual blood no, I think he did the paint. Oh, you know, he he did the paint trips though, which is pretty cool because I've got pictures. There's pictures of him in the shop at performance, uh, doing the blood drips. And this one is number fifteen, fifteen of twenty. And uh, yeah, so these are these are. There's only twenty of these worldwide. And uh, Warren did the blood on this one. Or, oh uh, wow! And signed twenty by of those. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, Warren's a heavy man. I mean, like in my opinion, Warren's probably one of the most underrated guitar players of the 80s, one of the most. You know, I mean, all those guys were friends. Demartini, uh, you know, Lynch, they were all, you know, in the same area at the same time, you know. But mm -hmm. I think uh, I think that Warren got the short end of the stick with regards to I mean, he, he's a, he's a hero. He's a he's a he that guy's a heavy man. He's very underrated. Huge chops. That guy's got huge chops, man. So. Mm-hmm. And isn't there like different versions of Rat out there now? Playing I think the, or, or right now is Stephen Piercy. He's got his own thing going with his own band. I don't think anybody else is doing anything. Hmm. That I know of. Yeah, because I I see Stephen Piercy on Twitter. Almost every day, because somebody on Twitter tags me and Stephen Piercy in the same tweets like every day. Yeah. So I'm always seeing Stephen Piercy on Twitter, like liking these tweets all the mm -hmm. time. So I know he's still around. I know he still plays and he's still doing stuff. He did it. He did a uh, interview with Eddie Trunk where he said that he still plays the Rat songs in his show because that's what people want to hear. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I know he's still very active. I know that. Yeah, I think I think it's cool that they. I mean, in my opinion, those guys should probably just make nice and go make their money. You know, they should make nice, go make their money, and go on tour. You know, there was people saying that that Rat needs to get the all the original members, but you know, Robin Crosby. Then they said they could. That someone said suggested Chris Holmes to take Robin Crosby's place. Yeah. I thought, well, that's kind of fifty-fifty. I mean. Hey, man, I was in San Diego. This is a cool story. I was in San Diego uh, when Robin Crosby uh, died. And um, they were touring with Jizzy Pearl at the time. 
I'm pretty sure it was Jizzy and uh, on on vocals. And um, my, a friend of mine who lives out here, we had gone from Arizona to California and hit every show that they were doing j- just because we could go to small venues and stand right in front of Warren and just watch him. I mean, like it was just amazing to be so close to that guy in small venues and just watch him rip, you know? <laughs> and um, uh, it was cool though, because uh, Robin had passed away and they, sp- they spread his ashes off of Point Loma. Cause that's where they were. Or, or, I'm sorry, La Jolla. That's where they were from, you know, that, uh, that mm. area. And, um, we were on the, I actually went to his, when they went out on surfboards and dumped his ashes and, uh, at the memorial, I was standing on the beach cause it, it was open. It was open to whoever wanted to go. And, um, I turned around and standing behind me was Juan, Juan Crucier, the original bass player. And he wasn't in the band at the time. Um, I, uh, Robbie Crane was playing bass for them. And, uh, I turned around and he had his hair back in a ponytail and I go, Hey, you know what? That's one. So it was pretty cool that all the original members were there that night, you know, when they, when they dumped his ashes off Point Loma or I keep saying Point Loma off of La Jolla. And then they went up to the hard rock cafe and played, which was right up the hill. And they played and, and I went to record the show and Warren came off the stage and came up to me. And he goes, Hey man, I'd appreciate it if you want to record this. And I was like, very wow. well, sir. problem, you know, so I, turned <laughs> You know, but uh, hey, man, I mean, that guy's that guy's a class act, man. He's a beast. Laz made a comment also about uh, Jakey Lee being underrated. Yeah. And I agree yeah. with that. And I, I have a quick story. You know, in the 80s, I was I weighed a lot less, had long hair, wore leather pants and leather jacket, rode around Harley and played in heavy metal band. But I also worked the shows over in Wheeling, West Virginia at the Civic Center for the setups and stuff. So Badlands was there, and their album had just came out. I didn't know any of the songs. And I was standing there when they were doing a sound check, and Jake made the comment that he wanted to hear his guitar from the sound booth. Hmm. So he handed it to me, and I wanted to go ahead and play. And I'm like, uh, so the only thing I started playing is I didn't know any of the Badlands stuff. <laughs> Bark at the Moon? Start playing Bark at the Moon. So I'm up on stage playing Bark at the Moon with Ray Gillen singing the whole band, but Jake did the whole song, finished it, and he come back up on stage. He goes, sounded great, but you played it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, but Jack plays it wrong, too. <laughs> How was the action on his guitar? Uh, actually, it was extremely low, hmm. which is weird because I'd always heard he liked it a high, as a high action. Mm-hmm. But it, it was the black and white one, the black and white Charvelis in the Bark at the Moon video. Mm-hmm. And then I spent like three and a half hours with him and Ray on the bus. We were playing guitars, making up songs and talking. And you know, I didn't know at that time wow. that they had full-blown AIDS. You know that guitar in the video is actually a Fender. With the, the white one? The white and black guitar that Jakey e. Lee used. It was a Sunburst guitar original. He had a friend that worked at uh, Charvel. And um, he said, uh, hey, you know, this this sunburst really isn't cutting it. I was wondering if you could paint my guitar for me. So he did the purple hue, the white, with the black pickguard and put the Charvel logo on it. And you can see that on the Us Festival video. If you watch the Us Festival video, uh, Us Festival video, Jake's playing, you look at the neck plate. It's a three-bolt neck plate. It's a Fender. I didn't pay attention. I was just excited yeah. to have me you know, play Jake's guitar. Heck yeah, of course, man. I mean, but uh, but a lot of people don't know that that Charvel, everybody thinks that that's a Charvel. 
and it was not. It, it, uh, that guitar wasn't a Charvel until later on when when Charvel redid the guitar for him. And uh, really, it's not even, I don't think it's even close now because I'm pretty sure that the neck was, uh, it was an ebony board with a rosewood neck, I want to say. I want to say the neck was rosewood and they're doing maple, so. Well, you, you do know that uh, that Charvel was owned by Fender. Oh, yeah. I, I think they still are, right? Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like splitting some hairs, but to say that, you know, a guitar he played had a Fender part on it is, you know, not, not surprising, you know, to me. But. Somebody wants to see the EVH cutout close. I don't know how to do that, Johnny. Uh, I, was, uh, I actually came on early with Johnny tonight because I said, hey, man, I am so computer stupid. And I'm on my phone right now, so I really don't want to do any of this stuff. So, um, but that—that uh, that is the EVH cutout. I got that. Uh, I've had that for years, and it is mint, and uh, it is not for sale, and it will never be for sale. And uh, I just feel close to Edward when I'm in here, and I see him standing there, and he looks at me every once in a while and goes, "Hey, you're not playing that, right?" But, <laughs> you're not playing that. Yeah, you're not playing that Aussie song, right? You're you're not playing uh, that right, Mike. <laughs> I've got one. Of, I've got one of those too. I had one back in the day that I got from uh, a store. Actually, that store that 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 um, that uh, Laz and I are supposed to hit up in El Cerrito at some point. I I got originally back in was it ninety three? Ninety three. I got one, and I unfortunately had to. I had to sell a lot of my collection twenty years ago. I used to have major Van Halen collection. Um, but then a friend of mine just gave me one. He was moving and he's like, I found this in the garage and I thought of you, here you go. So I have one and I had it standing back here for a little while. It's up in the loft right now. It's up here, but, but yeah, those are cool. And then, and you know, there's a, there's another one too. There was yeah, one for the guitars as well. It's folded behind my, uh, my stack here. I, you I got that one too? Like, uh, um, uh, Ron. Like uh, like Ron's got. What? I mean, like, I I was watching him last week, going, "God, look at all that room he's got." You know, I wish I had all that room. I don't have that room. I, I well, yeah. There, I mean, there's still a lot of room here, but you know, it, I was told that I can't hang up, you know, ninety some guitars down here. So, yeah. <laughs> huh? Is that his basement? Yes. Yeah. Whoever uh, asked that? Yes. This is. Uh, I converted with all the pallet wood and so it used to be block walls and I couldn't hack that anymore. That's awesome, man. Yeah. You got a nice guitar, bro. You got some nice guitars. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You want to take, uh, the, uh, the, the Randy Rhodes. Yeah. Johnny, take me off. Cause I got to open my closet up and it's, it's, it's just going to be a minute. So <laughs> take me off. Okay. Goodbye. Hey, if you were on, if you were on <laughs> iPhone, it's cut off anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> and now here's a commercial there we go okay um oh yeah he just disappeared though i i mean i don't know where his closet is um what was i gonna say um <laughs> yeah awesome, awesome stuff you guys 40 40 grit uh-oh, there's Ron. Oh, there you are. 
you. He's getting to be like whack-a-mole. <laughs> Skeletons fall out? Okay. We got 61 people in here right now. I want everybody, open up another window, you guys. Open up another window. <laughs> while, while Flirty Grit's opening Alex. up the closet, everybody else uh, open up a window and and uh, subscribe to, to Ron Gunner's oh, channel. Son of a gun. He has a brand new channel. Here it is in the in the chat. Up oh, there, he's uh he just disappeared, but <laughs> he froze up again. I think I think he's he's embarrassed. <laughs> you guys subscribe to his channel. It's called Fretworks, and he's going to be working on guitars, doing doing guitar work. Thank I you. guess on on his channel. I've got the window open right here. Let's see. He has. Uh, let me refresh. He's got three subscribers now. He's up to seven subscribers. We got over 50 people here. Thank you, everybody. Subscribe to his channel. There it is. And look look forward to his stuff. Actually, okay, while while uh while 40Grit is actually uh he's actually digging through his stuff right now. I can uh. see that. We actually have I can actually I can actually play this for you. Let's see, it should be over here. Here we go. Check this out. Here's a couple remember last night I asked you guys for channel IDs? We we got a couple channel channel IDs here. Here here's uh, here's here's a couple that were here's a few that were sent in last night. Check this out. Robbie Stingle here for Johnny Bean TV. Keep it there. What what what? It went away. Howdy, this is Sprayer Kruger, and we're watching Johnny Bean TV. Oops. <laughs> All right, here's one more. All right. Floyd is completed. Shim removed. And the push-in bar. There we go. Yeah, I like that a lot. Now, let's see if she stayed in tune. <laughs> Thank you. Oh wait, he's not even here. Ron Gunner, thank you for that, man. <laughs> he he went away. Okay. Oh, and all the way from. Uh, oh, he's bad whack-a-mole. From uh, uh, Phoenix again, with the Randy Rhodes. Forty grit. There you go. Oh man, look at that. Very yeah. nice. 
this was a must-have. I mean, this is one of those ones where if you're going to have one, you might as well have this one, right? Now you I'll take it. Now you got to take the pit guard and have him uh, engrave Randy Rhodes in it. Yeah, I man, I got to be honest with you. I'm in this one kind of heavy, so I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to go inscribing anything on it. I'm probably just going to leave it alone. You know, it'll probably just be one of those guitars that I just leave in the case. You know, and then pull out for conversation pieces. I don't play this. I mean, I, I'm just not a. I'm just not a Les Paul guy. But uh, it's a, it's a must have in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't play my Sandoval either. It's just it hangs there, and that's that's it. Did you build your Bones guitar? No, that's actually from Jay Frog. Oh, that's a that's a Jay Frog from Ed Roman. No, 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 no. That's no. from from Jay Frog. A friend of mine is a good friend of George Lynch. Oh no, kidding! And, and that's how I got it through back channels that way is how I end up with that one. Hmm. Yeah, that's man, that's cool. I got a uh I got a CWG a Chris Williams. There you go. Um I took this to see George out in here in Phoenix and um I took it and it's got the case with it too. It says docking on it. It says George Lynch. And I walked in with it. I walked in with it with, with my girlfriend. And he goes, hey, did I give you that? <laughs> and I said, I wish. <laughs> you know, I wish. He's, a, he's um, like, mine's missing. Yeah, he goes, yeah. I wish you would have given it to me. So I got there and, and he goes, oh, that's one of the that's one of the ones. And I said, yeah. And then uh, he signed the back of the headstock. I had him sign the paperwork. And then um, it just hangs in here. But I mean, this is, I mean, if you're a Lynch guy, this is a. Yes. This is a must-have, right? There was a friend of mine played in Huntington, West Virginia last weekend, and uh, they posted a picture of their band's guitar player with a Bones guitar, and it was stolen. Oh. But they put a picture out, you know, if anybody sees it, and I started looking at that picture, and I thought, something's weird, and here it's got a, a damn neck pickup on it. I've never seen one with a neck pickup on it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, because it, it, it goes into part of the jaw of the skull, and I thought, well, that that one can't be hard to identify then, because that's the only one I've ever seen with two pickups. Yeah, this one is scalloped from the tenth fret up, just like the original. I think the original is in Hollywood Guitar or Hard Rock Cafe, or the or, or the Los Angeles Hard Rock Cafe is where the original is. That's what I last heard. But this one's scalloped hmm. from the tenth fret up, just like uh, the original. So. Did you ever, did you hear the story about the burning like a flame video, where it warped uh, where it warped the whole guitar and it's useless? For, yeah, and the, the, actually the skull and stuff was glued on on that one, and it all came off because of the the uh, the humidity and the rain and all that stuff. Really? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, uh, I think I heard that story. I I think Lynch might have told that. Cause somebody asked him about it, and he said it was so cold that it started falling apart. The guitar started falling apart. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, that's the city. that's cool. I feel kind of bad because I'm not even paying. I mean, I feel honored to be here. First of all, you know, amongst you guys, because I, I mean, I, I watch you guys every week. But uh, somebody said something about if if I ever played with anybody famous. Um, I will tell you that the coolest thing that. Hmm. 
Um, Hagar was there the night that I played, and uh, he ran down the stairs and jumped in on. Uh, we opened up the second set with One Way to Rock, and he ran down the stairs and then ran back up. So he, he was oh, in my. town. Um, uh, but the night I was there, listen to this. So the night I was there. You were uh, there? Yeah. So, <laughs> no, well, when I played there. Those, yeah, I know. <laughs> those, uh, the two nights uh, that I played. The show got done, and then the house band, I think, I forgot what they were called. They were called something, and we were sitting in the crowd watching them, and somebody came up to me and, like, massaged my shoulders. I was talking to my bass player, and he came up and massaged my shoulders and patted me on the back. He said, hey, man, you sounded great tonight. And I go, oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And my bass player was like, do you know who that was? And I go, no. And he goes, that was John Entwistle. <laughs> no. So... <laughs> Apparently, John Entwistle and you're like, who's that? And said I sounded great. I mean, that's I mean, that's you know, that's that's probably one of my few claims. The Ox. Yeah, I mean, like that guy, uh, Jerry Control was supposedly there that night as well, but uh, I did not see. Here it goes again. What? Bye, Ron. Oh, oh there he goes. He's frozen. <laughs> hey, Ron, try not to smile. Hurry, stump Ron with a joke. Oh, there you are. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> so wait, so 40 Grit. What year did you play Cabo Wabo? It was, uh, okay, so let me think. That was two... Th two... Th it was either... It, it was probably, around, probably right around 2000. Because the Van Halen brothers were gone, uh, it was it was it was pretty much Sammy's show. It, it was pretty pretty much Sammy's thing, and Edward and Al had left everything down there. They didn't take mm -hmm. anything. When when Sammy bought them out, they 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 left everything. And um, I remember I was talking to Marco Monroy, who is the owner, the co-owner with Sammy, along with Jorge, and uh, I had a drink with Marco Monroy. And he said that uh, that the brothers had just they they always refer to them. Everybody that I know that has ever had any kind of affiliation to that camp, they call them the brothers. You know, between Ed and Al, you know, they said the brothers had uh, the brothers had had left everything down there. They didn't come back down to take any of their gear. They just left it. So mm -hmm. that's why the, that 5150 was down there. That's why all that stuff was down there. And, buddy, I saw Music Man cases because I I've had Music Mans and I know what they look like. And there were a bunch of them uh, behind that stage. So I was like, oh, my God. I said, is this, any of this stuff for sale? And they said, no, nothing's for sale. So. Hmm. And then they said, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> How did you get here? And then I played. And Well, actually, <laughs> the reason why we got that gig is because we were Navy. You know, uh -huh. the ship went down there for a, for a port visit. And they said, "Hey, if you guys want to play, you, you know, you guys are more than more than willing to, you know, you guys you guys can come play." And they let us play for two nights. It was awesome, you know. So, did you play when you when yeah, you were I on the ship? Did you play on the ship? Oh yeah, yeah. We played every Sunday. They have a thing on for for you Navy folk. It's, it's called Steel Beach, and they uh, they 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 light the barbecue grills on Sundays when you're on deployment, and uh, you know you go out and hang out, and they barbecue food, and you know we had a band and we played. Yeah, we had a we had a band on the ship, and we were good, man. I mean, like we were, 
we we were a pretty good band, you know. So we played every place we pulled into. You know, we 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 had a gig every time we pulled in. So that's cool. Yeah, I was just down. I was just down at the Nam show. Uh, what last month ago? Whenever that was. And and I remember I was walking with um it would have been with Laz and Steve, you guys all know Steve Rosen it would have been with Steve Rosen and Steve's brother and we were walking through through uh, the Nam convention and I think there was like a, a Navy band that was performing and playing and we stopped and we watched them play for a little while yeah well the Navy band is more of like a that's like a professional Navy thing we were just four scrubs that were on the ship and said, Hey, Hey, don't you play guitar? Well, you play bass. Well, don't you play drums? Mm-hmm. And we said, well, Hey, since we're going on deployment, we might as well have something to do. You know, we can, we can play. And then uh, we just started playing just for something to do when we were at sea. And then people started hearing us. They were like, Hey, you know, you guys should start playing for the crew. And then the captain got involved and he was like, Hey, you know, you should, you guys should come and play at steel beach. And then it took off and we had a gig every time we pulled in, you know, our supply officer was really good at getting us gigs so you know he's in charge of that stuff so mm-hmm. okay g said it was it was the air force band okay yeah that was cool wow well dude that's awesome you, you played cabo wabo um yeah uh, that was really cool man i mean i gotta tell you when when that sound guy said to me well he, he goes well what do you play at home and i go i play 5150 and he goes well i got some eds and back and i was like oh whoa <laughs> let's you're like one out there, you know let's just let's go you know so yeah yeah i got to play through his stuff for two nights so that was really cool wow did you ever go back down there for any of the birthday bashes um no i never made it no i haven't been back down there i guess the other second really cool claim to fame and i i i really hope i'm not being a ball hog i wish i wish that ron would start talking or something as long as yeah. not well, he keeps freezing. Um, he's trying to, but his stream um, is frozen. The uh, I guess my other claim to fame would be when I was at Sir. Um, my uh, when I was at Sir, uh, the we did Nam at the at the shop. You know, we did uh-huh. the, the Nam show at the shop, and it was really cool because they bust all the endorsees down. You know, um, uh, uh, Big Wreck, um, uh, uh, Pete Thorne. Um, uh, and, and, and they would assign artists. They said, okay. So the, the artist relations guy was Travis. Travis came out and said, Hey Mike, uh, you're assigned to Doug Aldrich. And I said, okay. So Doug Aldrich came in and I grabbed his, uh, his, his rolling suitcase. And I said, Hey, are your strings good? Everything good. He goes, yeah, everything's cool, man. He said, you know, I'm good to go. He went to go have dinner with John, came back to play. And I sat on the couch with him behind the stage and just talked guitars. And it was so cool to talk to Doug Aldrich. I mean, that guy's a, that guy's a beast, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. and then he came off the stage and, it, you know, with the rock stars, you got to play it kind of cool, especially in an atmosphere like that. Because I mean, I bumped into, uh, uh, Rep Beach, um, Doug Aldrich, Pete Thorne, Ian Thornley. Um, I mean like some really, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, do uh what's that guy said the uh the talk box guy i'm gonna get beat up for this frampton 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 was in the shop walking around with john one day i was like oh my god i I said that's peter frampton you know and um uh it was it was just a really cool experience but anyways i'm sitting backstage talking to doug 
Doug goes up and plays, and I'm trying to not talk about White Snake and stuff because I'm a White Snake fan. And uh, he comes off the stage, and I go, "Hey, Doug, not trying to sound weird or anything, but if I could get a, you know, you, if I could have your guitar pick, because I got a pretty cool guitar pick collection." And he goes, uh, "Oh yeah, sure, man." And like he hands it to me, and he goes, "And Travis uh, could you vouch for this because he was standing next to me." And he goes, "Hey, bro, uh, we're getting ready to go on the European leg, and I was wondering, do you want to be my guitar tech?" And I was like, Ugh. "So it was 2013. That was 2013." Uh-oh. My son was we got them both freezing. Yeah. My guitar was my uh my uh, my son was graduating from high school. And uh I said, Hey man, you know, I really can't go on the road right now. My son's getting ready to graduate from high school. I'm not gonna be able to do that. And he goes, It's okay, oh. man. There will, you, you know, there will be another opportunity. And I remember Travis looked at me, he goes, Oh my god, dude, like Doug Aldrich asked you to be his tech, like to go with him. And I go, that's pretty cool. I was crapped out for, I got to say, the next two weeks. And I remember Mike Ponce kept coming up to my bench going, it's okay, Mike. You don't want to be a guitar tech. He said, you know, you know, being a guitar tech isn't really being a guitar tech. You're going to be doing other stuff other than working on guitars. Trust me. You don't want to be a guitar tech. And I was like, oh, my God, man. I said, Doug Aldrich asked me to be his guitar tech. You know, it was just like the coolest thing ever, you know. Because mm -hmm. that guy's a beast. That guy's just a beast. So. Mm -hmm. So when was that? Ten years that ago? Was two, no, that that was 2013. Yeah, 2013. Nam 2013, and then I got to work on uh, Andy Woods. I worked on Andy Woods' guitar uh, prior to that show. I worked on uh, James Avanier's, who's a speed metal player out of Australia. He's a beast. Um, uh, Ian Thornley, Andy Wood. You know, I set up those guys' guitars prior to them going on stage, man. And uh, mm -hmm. it was, man, it, it was just an honor to like grab those guys guitars and go hey is it good you know i, I would i would restring it i would check here it goes again i would check everything Bye, Ron. it's good you know <laughs> so that's cool Super wow cool. what if he asked you today to be his tech would you do it or would you be able to do it i think that i'm pay making more money than a guitar tech makes <laughs> so i probably would say i probably would decline and my girlfriend probably wouldn't like me going on on the road with Doug Aldrich. So. Mm hmm. You know, so not that uh, not that there's any like anything weird going on there. Just being gone like that all the time. I, I probably wouldn't be interested in doing that. So. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I've met a few of those guys. I, I met Pete Thorne at Nam one year, and I I met uh, Red Beach. I met yeah. Winger, the entire band back in 90 they were they were on tour they came to town they were doing a record signing and i went and and uh and it's funny it's this actually relates because i i i i i met reb and i, I gave him one of my guitar picks i had a fender pick i'm like here this is my pick and he's like wow thank you you know so i didn't ask for his i gave him mine and this is you know back then um and then uh, the rest of the guys, I said, hi, you know, ask some questions. But when I got to, to Kip Winger, I'm like, hey, because that was right after they had they had done the Cabo Wabo, the Viva Van Halen Saturday, if you remember, the MTV thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and he was, you know, he was Kip Winger. He was there, you know. And I remember asking him, I'm like, what was it like at the Cabo Wabo? And he's like, yeah, it was okay. He didn't seem too happy, you know, really? thrilled at all yeah and i was like oh yeah 
But um, that's funny because now you were saying you were there and you played there, and, and um, I'd like to go. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I got to play on that stage for two nights, man. Right I mean, like, so many things, you know, so many cool things, <laughs> cool stuff. Wow. Running bus and pick up everybody around the country that wants to go, then we'll drive down. Yeah, who wants to go to Cabo in the chat? Press number one. Press one in the chat if you want to go to Cabo. Robbie. Robbie's driving his Plymouth. He'll be well, he'll pick everybody up. Everybody can fit in there. I'm going to the refrigerator. I'm getting a sandwich. <laughs> cool. Somebody in the uh, chat's asking where Sir was. They're in uh they're in Lake Elsinore. Somebody commented on that already. They're in Lake Elsinore, California, just south of uh LA. I was living in Temecula when I was when I was working at uh, at Sir, so it wasn't that bad of a commute for me. But uh yeah, they got mm-hmm. a really nice shop, man. I mean like everything there was just just, I mean, they had, they collect everything. I mean, they, you know, just John Sir makes great guitars. I mean, they're just great guitars. Oh yeah, we we have a, a shop out here in the East Bay called Danville Music, and they 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 have uh, a bunch of their guitars in there, and and they're they're awesome. Yeah, they're solid. Uh, Pete Pete Thorne was in there a lot. Pete Thorne's a nice guy, man. I mean, like super helpful, and like you know, you watch his videos. I mean, that guy, he's just super knowledgeable it's so good i i sit there every chance i get on sundays and watch that guy he's really good mm-hmm. very knowledgeable dude mm-hmm. i i have a good story about a couple actors let's Not, hear them yeah a couple actors 1985 i was in the movie gung-ho with michael keaton and george went they filmed part of that where it's where the japanese company comes and buys the american company and tries to convert them over they yeah. filmed, cars, right? It was a car movie. Yeah, they yeah. filmed part of that in the plant. The fight scene, and everything goes on in there is in the plant. I used to work. I used to work for Navistar International Harvester, and I can honestly say they were here for two weeks, and I am probably the only person in the world that took Norm from Cheers and the future Batman to a strip club. <laughs> oh, <that's- laughs> we went over in their limousine and. The, the girls treated us like gold. And the funny part was, and, the, I, you know, Michael Keaton wasn't Batman yet. So he was like in, uh, you know, Mr. Mom and that kind of stuff. But uh, but when when George Went walked in, in other words, Norm, everybody in the place went, Norm! Just like they did. <laughs> Even the girls dancing. I mean, I was like, wow. But yeah, I mean, you know, the girls were real happy because they're used to getting dollar bills and fives. These guys were putting in, you know, fifties. <laughs> but I say I took Batman and, and Norm to a strip club. That's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. You know, you know where Michael Keaton got his real name is Michael Douglas. But since there was already a Michael Douglas. Oh really? Yeah, but you know where he where he got his start and where he's from? No. From Pittsburgh. He starred on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Really? When, when Mr. Rogers, I don't know if you ever watched it, but he used to have that thing called Picture, 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 and he'd put a yeah. or movie through or whatever. Michael Keaton was the guy back there that would grab the film and put it and play it through the projector. That's how he actually <laughs> worked. But he, was, he, he said he used to make Mr. Rogers laugh. He said Fred. He used to make Fred laugh because... He would open the door to hand the tape or the, the movie through, and I'd say, you know, 
uh, you know, you got, I'd act like a confessional and say, yes, yes, Fred, you've done what? And so, say, you know, he always started to meet, you know, he's always kind of comic anyhow. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah. And, and I'm in the movie too. I mean, I, they, they did, uh, two year or two weeks there. Then I even went up for the, uh, the exercise scene where they're, they're trying to get everybody to follow the daily exercises. They filmed that on West Carson Avenue, right outside of Pittsburgh in an old abandoned plant. But I can tell you why movies cost so much. They had a five-star chef with two semis and literally you could have filet mignon, lobster, whatever you want for breakfast, lunch, dinner. It didn't matter. I mean, that's why, you know, yeah, they say a movie costs a lot. Well, yeah, you ain't kidding. And that was 85. Mm-hmm. Could you have Jersey Mike's too? Yeah, well, I don't know. Robbie's back. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Ron, you're in Pittsburgh? No. I'm, Area? I'm in Ohio. I'm Ohio. I'm, I'm, around, I'm, I'm actually right across the river from Wheeling, West Virginia. Okay. So, so I'm I'm about 45, 50 minutes from Pittsburgh. Well, if you come out, man, if you're out in Phoenix, let me know. All right. Definitely. Somebody just said, why the name Why the name 40 Grit? Um, when I was in the Navy, um, I was very abrasive. <laughs> and there was a guy that said, uh, I, we went to a meeting one day and they said, uh, um, Good old forty grit. Forty grit's here, and I go. What does that mean? They go. You're just abrasive, man. You know, you you, you don't have a filter. And I was like, Well, is that a good or a bad thing? They go. It's really not either. It just is what it is. And I said, Okay. So it just kind of stuck. So <laughs> forty grit. There you go. How's the sandwich, Robbie? Excellent. It's hungry as hell. Sweet. <laughs> what kind is that? Do you heat it up or is it cold? No, it's roast beef provolone, Jersey Mike's, extra lettuce, extra juice. Is it soggy? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, Sharon. Extra salt. Hey, Ron, what do you think about this one? <laughs> Ron just left. I'm oh, back. no. Oh, you're still here. <laughs> I'm going to hold up a screen. Yard hates iPhone. Oh. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one, too. She's watching me. <laughs> That's exciting. Is that the Gibson? Well, yeah, I got a friend of mine that called me one day. I was at work, and he goes, hey, man, I, I need to sell this guitar. Do you want it? And I go, what is it? He says, it's a Flying V. And I go, I really don't. I'm not into the Flying V thing. And he goes, well, I'd appreciate it if you could uh, if you could uh, buy it because I need some money. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. And, um, yeah, I did, this one just kind of landed on my lap. This is a Hollywood. So this is actually a pretty cool guitar. It's a Hollywood edition. <laughs> It was the reopening of the Hollywood Guitar Center, and they built, I think it was six guitars, and they only did one Flying V. That's pretty neat. So this is the one. So I like That's that. a one of a kind? 
This is the only Flying V they did in the Hollywood collection for the reopening of the Hollywood Guitar Center. This was the only Flying V. Oh, I know that Guitar Center. I was there. Nah, everything for... What? <laughs> Ron! Oh. oh, this show has to have some entertainment. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, he's back again. What is that? I'm just going to take... <laughs> Smash that thumbs up, you guys, please, and refresh your browsers. Let's try to get to at least, uh, I don't know, 800 views on this video live. How many people are watching, Johnny? How many people are on? We got currently 56. Is that like the norm, or is that good? Is, is that better than usual, or? <laughs> <laughs> no. or well, it depends on usual? depends on the night. Depends on the night. It's it'll be better than tomorrow. The yeah. Sundays are or Sundays are pretty low, but um, it's not. Oh, we just got fifty-seven. We actually we're doing better. Ron's frozen again. <laughs> no, I'm here. No, he's not. Oh, I can't tell. You know, it's like <laughs> I'll just sit and go like this the whole time. Okay? Yeah, freeze, freeze as like Han Solo and Carbonite. That'd be cool. There you go. You know, they got refrigerator. <laughs> what? You can buy a refrigerator. It has that. On, on the door uh-huh i would love to have one of those but they're like not very cheap <laughs> oh my now, goodness I, my friend scott springfield he's got a good friend that jams out with george lynch down in texas he's got a house down there and i think it's in houston and uh he sent me pictures you know the, the george jamming and just different guitars he has and stuff like that He's still got some of the original banana, banana neck, uh, pre fucking kamikaze guitars, you know. Uh huh. I watched it. I like that. I, I watched the video with George uh, a couple weeks ago, and the guy said, Well, the guy interviewing told him, He said, You know, I really don't know what to ask you other than what's been asked probably, you know, for the last 30 years. And George just started laughing and goes, okay, Doc and Don, no fight. Media made that up. He just listed like 15 things real quick. So how's that? And the guy goes, well, I guess the interview's over. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not going to want to talk about that stuff. He said, hey, what's up? How are you doing? What are you into? You know? Oh, I was doing this the other day. You know, stuff like this. He don't want to rehash the same old thing over and over again, you know? And it's just like his playing. I think his playing's got better because he's like, he's toned it back. He froze again. He's, he's, I'm not freezing. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> well, he is in a cabin. <laughs> he's in a cabin. But I mean, you know. Hilarious, man. I think, hilarious. I think that, uh, He's a little more reserved now. He's not trying to be so aggressive in his playing, and it, and it's it's more melodic, and it comes out a lot better. I think he's I think he's playing the best he ever ever has, you know, in the last couple of years. At least the the stuff I heard him playing that uh, Scott you know picked up. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you, Alice. Smack <laughs> <laughs> the damn phone. Oh, my gosh. Well, you got to admit, though, the people that the chat are very faithful. They, you know, all, all 17 of them been in there. <laughs> all 12 people that watch this show. We love all of you. You guys are awesome. Uh, the, Smash um, that thumbs up. The cool thing about Lynch, one of the cool things that um, I think was cool about Lynch is how he used the, um, he didn't use the pickup. He used the amplifier for the overdrive. Like he, he always used a weaker pickup with a stronger, with a, with a, his, his, he had the amp do the work, not the guitar. Uh, I heard an interview mm -hmm. with him and it was really cool how he talked about, you know, today people are using overdriven pickups and overdriven amplifiers. He said, you know, back in my day, we used a, uh, a very low um, uh, powered uh, pickup and then had the amp do the work, you know, so they had, so he had his tube screamer or whatever he was using you know, to uh, to do the work for the guitar, and you know the uh, the the pickups weren't super hot like they are today. You I know, agree so with that. I agree with that a hundred percent, man. And yeah. people nowadays, you know, they want to play metal or something. They want to, you know, bring those pickups up really high against the strings and all that. Where I want the space in it, and they'll say, "Well, maybe it sounds like there's it's out of phase or something," which it can't be because there's only one pickup. But still, that space creates that ambience. And that's something that Edward was into. He liked he liked staggered windings, so the pickup would have that little bit of a warble in it, you know. So it wouldn't sound all just regular stiff, you know. And that goes, you know, and and in the old days, not of not after 1990 or whatever, but when he played through the Marshalls, and he drove the Marshall with the low output pickup. You know, and that was that was his sound at the time. And that's what I go after. And every aspect of the guitars I build revolves around that. Every little thing. But if you're playing through a modeling amp, it doesn't fucking matter. Excuse my language. No, it don't. You're like, well, I want this pickup. I want that sound. And like, yeah, but you're going through a totally uh, computer-generated sound. It's not like, you know, well, Jimi Hendrix or even when I was a kid with a 71 Marshall, you know. That's what it was. The sound was what the app was going through. You know, you were you were blowing up transformers every couple of months because you were pushing the hell out of that amp. You know, it it wasn't like you know solid state manip manipulation to get like a saturated tone and you know all this stuff that they did like you know at the end of the eighties, early nineties. You know, and uh, it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. It really is. That's how especially I look at it. With the, uh, especially with like the new, the plug-in stuff. I know it's very convenient for artists to go now and go to gigs and take the plug-in stuff, like a, like the Kemper and like, you know, the stuff mm -hmm. that you plug into and, and just go, hey, man, I mean, the convenience got to be phenomenal. I mean, I'm in the car industry. That would be like me going to an electric vehicle. That's it. That's how I feel about that. I've got so many tube amplifiers. That if I go start going to I, that's a slippery slope for me. You know, if I go down that road, I got way too much stuff. But and to be fair, with a, with a gigging musician, will you <laughs> knock it off, Ron? All right. 
you've got a gig, <laughs> if you if you've got a gigging musician like Johnny here, right, and he has to play in a band that's playing certain songs and needs certain sounds, that's perfect because you know it's not like he's playing on his own, doing his own thing. He's fitting in with a band that's that's playing for people that want to hear a certain thing. And in that case, I have like to change. I have to. I have to get twenty different sounds in one set. So you know? it makes sense for that. Yeah, it's not like me. Ever since I was a kid, I was the show. Nobody told me what to do because I was doing the whole thing. So I didn't have to like, you know. Oh, I want this sound. I want this to sound like that. Screw it. I do it on my own. And I always have. And I'm still doing it. But that's me, you know. And I've always had the tube amps. I love this little uh, Studio Vintage 20 watt. Because it's got no solid state at all. So I run into the governor from 1991 with the red LED diode. And a secondary box that was custom made. It also has the red LED diode. Actually, both of them have two LED red clipping diodes. If you guys are into making pedals. And that's 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 basically my preamp, you know, and that's how I get the sounds I get. And I don't have to, you know, I don't have to turn it down or make it clean or anything like that. You know, so being on my own, doing it on my own, especially writing my own music, I don't have to listen to anybody. But if you're in a position where you're in a band with other people, and you're playing, especially in a cover band, and you're playing at gigs where people are listening to you or drinking and not listening to you or whatever they're going to do, you know, uh, you're like, you have to sound a certain way. You've got to do a certain, a certain way and, uh, and, and, and add on how heavy this stuff can be. My little 20 watt isn't very heavy. My little lunch box. I got one of those first generation lunch boxes, although it does have some, uh, bad capacitors. I was able to, uh, to cancel those out with a FET MXR driver which also has the red LED diode. So I was able to get around that so I can get the feedback. And that's a nice little kit. That's a nice little amp. And it's like, I don't know, it's like 15 watts and you can put, you can click it down to like four and a half or something, which is perfect. Cause when you have that attenuator and you click it on this, on the lower wattage, you can crank it up more to get more of that natural sound out of it. And really, these little 20 watt, 15 watt amps are plenty loud. You, you're never going to turn them all the way up, you know. And if you're in a situation where it has to be louder, like you're trying to drown somebody out or something, then you should be playing with somebody else that actually wants to jam with people and not have a have a war between you know guitars, you know, to see who could go deaf faster. You know, that's the way I look at it. So. A modeling app is good if you're like playing at gigs or something, or you're you know, you're walking to walk and talking to talk. It's you know, it's people out there out there like being Jimmy Hendrix or something. You know what I'm saying? Wow, man, you still got the camera on me. Oh, that's right, I still have the sandwich, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Johnny. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What what iPhone do you have? What what model? A twelve plus pro or whatever it is. Twelve plus? Is it the one? 
It's not this one. It's the. Does yours have an extra camera than this? More? No, I got the three like that. Like this one? Oh. Hmm. Well, you got how many guitars do you have? Who me? Yeah. He's, Who him? Nine. Him? Total. I can hear you. Broke up. Ninety some total. <laughs> you got ninety. <laughs> you have ninety guitars, and you can't like get a computer and an interface. Uh, you want to be on the show. I, I you know. okay. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not all that much money. I mean, uh, the computer that I got was, I think it was 1300 bucks. The interface, I think was a couple hundred bucks. I already had the mic. You probably have, sure have SM57 microphone, don't you? Yeah, I got yeah. 57, 58s. Right, uh, I, 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 the webcam, and you'll need headphones, you know. Johnny told me to get this stuff forever. I'm on disability. I don't have a lot of money, you know. So everything I get, I have to save up really and really hard for. But I did it, and I'm here, and now I have good sound, and it's worth it. Totally. It better, yeah. You do sound better. You know, I could I could bang the gun or play the drums. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put this right here. There you go. Your iPhone. Yeah. Well. Your particular iPhone. I I think it likes mine. <laughs> I don't have a. Well, I oh, because you know, you guys will be talking all of a sudden here, uh, 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 and I get the circle, and, and I, <laughs> I don't get a circle on my computer anymore. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't. I don't get a circle at all. All right, he just changed guitars. What do you got now, Mike? Uh, little guitars. That's interesting. Let's hear about that one. <laughs> uh, got it from Zim's. Oh, came home. We know him. The little guitars, so I can play little guitars on it. Uh huh. No. Yeah. So it's cool to have one of these because you go watch the shows. You know, from the uh, what the what was it the fifteen tour when him and Wolfgang were doing little guitars. It's cool mm -hmm. to have that, right? It's a must-have. Mm hmm. Hey, Johnny, Did I broke these out the other day. I found these the other day when uh, when you were going through yours. Oh. Oh my gosh! Yep, there. Those are the ones I was talking about. One, two, three, four, five, six sets. Oh my I'm goodness! Waiting on Johnny to set this back. Can we see those again? Show that cover again, because I I think I I was explaining the different covers. So you got the good cover. the The good cover is the red one that said fifty one fifty on it, like that. Yeah. That, that's that's like that's like a blown up version of it, right? Yeah. That's huge. And then those were the ones after that. Correct. I said and that, they took, yeah. And they took Kramer off and they put Ernie Ball on. Mm-hmm. Well, remember wow. that all Kramer's strings they used since they began <clears throat> were all Ernie Ball. They were exclusively Ernie Ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ernie Ball did all those. Uh, when I was working for uh, Bill in San Diego... I called Ernie Ball when they were discontinuing those, and I bought the remainder of the stock. I remember I had no money. I was broke. I was a junior sailor, and I called Ernie Ball, and I was like, hey, how many how many sets do you have left? And I bought so many that they sent me those racks, you know, like the stores have the with the with the slinky in it to where you can shove strings in, and, and they, they go on the mm -hmm. wall, you know? Uh -huh. uh, I bought so many that they gave me two of those things, and I still have them. I keep my strings in them today. 
Yeah, I bought the remaining stock of, but this is what the remaining stock was. The remaining stock was like this. It wasn't the red package. So yeah, you know what I should probably talk about are the guitars I built. Hold on a second. I'll be, yeah, I'll, I'll pull my I'll pull my favorite one out. So I did this one. This is a cool guitar. I didn't do the neck. Um, this is a uh, this is a boat neck. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but the boat neck from Warmoth. I didn't do the neck, but I did the body. Mm-hmm. And uh, put the Charvel logo on it. It's a boat neck, so super fat. You can probably see the V in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, almost acoustic. Big, nice, fat neck. I did all the the relicking. Uh, the relicking I learned to do when I was at Sir. You know, just like, uh, um, but I, I did the paint. I did all the relicking on this one. And this is kind of a um, Brian Young from David Lee Roth had one of these guitars, and it was a Wayne, and I just thought it was super cool looking. So um, figure the odds of finding a Wayne guitar like this now, especially with Wayne not working. I don't think Wayne's working right now. But um, I did my best to copy all the relicking, and this one turned out really good. And this is a player. And something something cool that I do is uh, just me. I'm not sure who I got this from. I got this from one of the guys, one of the rock stars that I bumped into. I saw their guitar. And on the back of the headstock, they had what pickup they had in it. So if you guys have way mm. too many guitars, you're swapping pickups out. It's always good to label what pickup you have in it. Because if you end up picking it up and you're like, man, this one sounds good. And you don't know what pickup you have in it. You can just look on the back of the headstock and say, oh, that's the RTM. And, I, and I'll tell you, that RTM, that uh, that Demartini pickup, that thing's a beast. I mean, that's a good pickup. It's like a, 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 a JB on steroids. You know, mm -hmm. Nice pickup. So if you guys ever tried one. I worked on a couple of Wayne guitars. You're not really missing anything, man. Yeah? Oh, man. Some of the stuff, like the saddles on the Floyd Rose. First of all, it's like this newer Floyd Rose, so it's real ticky. And then he had, like, it might have been the son. I don't think, I think Wayne actually did much more. He's not even painting anymore. Hmm. So I'm not sure what he's doing. But uh, they had, like, seven shims under each saddle. It was ridiculous. I was like, why, you know? Seven shims on the saddle, on the, yeah. on the bridge saddles? On each, on each saddle. What, what does that accomplish? I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I took them all out. I'm like, yeah. you don't need this. You know, you don't even need any saddles, any shims at all with, the, with that uh, radius neck. Yeah. And, and then I had one hell of a time trying to dress that neck. It was just... It just gave me problems after problems after problems. They're beautiful wood. It's got great graining. It looks really nice with all the grain and everything. But, you know, that makes it really hard to work on. You know, uh, when Edward was at Kramer when I was there, he wanted no, you know, he wanted no uh, markings in the neck at all. You know, that's why you'll see it mostly plain Jane kind of necks he had, you know, uh, until you know 90 or whatever you know yeah. but uh you know so that neck was like the burled you know super green thing and it was just it was just a bear of freaking work on you know and 
it was a, basically the guitars were paint jobs. Do you pay forty five hundred dollars for a for a Wayne uh, a Wayne rock rock star guitar, rock legend? I think it's called. Yeah, and, and you get this really nice paint job, thick. You know, it's it's it, it's a little sound robbing because the paint is so thick. Yeah, you know, but uh, nicely painted. But you know that the Floyd was was not very good. That they uh, apparently he gets Chrome Floyds and attempts to re 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 uh, like recolor them somehow, and you get this uh, this string buzz out of the V cut on the on the locking nut, which by the way is top mounted. Just a wood screw holding it in from the top. Yeah, oh, that's a lot of money, and I was. I, I, I didn't like it at all. You know, it was like, I didn't, I'm very picky though. And I'm sure yeah. people out there really like, you know, Wayne guitars cause his name's Wayne Charvel and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I think they're like way overrated, man. Just well, my I, opinion. I mean, there's a, there's a place for, uh, there's a place for everything, man. I mean, like everybody's got their own setup that they prefer. Everybody's got their own thing, you know, but, um, I've never, I think I've owned one Wayne and, um, it, you know, it was, it was very, I don't remember it being something where I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. You know, I just picked up a chub tone the other day. Have you ever heard of chub tone? I think so. Maybe, but I can't remember. Chub tone. Supposedly I talked to a guy the other day. Here, let me grab it. <laughs> I just talked to a guy the other day. Is he frozen again? No, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be frozen anymore. I am now. <laughs> oh, God. Somebody screen cap that right now, please, and send that to me. You need a T-shirt. Screen cap that. Text the that RG. in. We'll call it the RG shirt. <laughs> That's a, a good one. Picture of Rod sitting there with that goofy look on his face. Again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's happening. That's weird. All right, well, car carry on, Jester. All right, so I what's a chub tone? <laughs> and I'll be right back too. Uh oh, uh, it's only the two of us. Look out! No, it's three of you. I'll be right back. Um. So I picked up this one the other day. Um, I've been wanting one of these, but this guy's builds are like, it takes forever to get one. I mean, like, you know, he would post them on Facebook and say sold. And I got it the other day and I got to tell you, man, I mean, and I, I was talking to a friend of mine and he said, uh, yeah, I think Chub Tone is owned by one of the original Charvel guys who was doing the original Charvel stuff. So um, anyways, I mean, this thing is just phenomenal. I mean, it, it's, it's a great build. It's probably one of the, it's got the, um, uh, the, um, the, uh, checking it's all checked out. So they froze the body, you know, to make it look relic. I mean, it's got a really good, it's, it's, it's a light relic, but it looks really good. I and, like the uh, thickness of that neck heel. The guitars that, um, the majority of the guitars that I buy, I got to work on it for about an hour and a half to get them playing. Um, this one. I didn't have to do anything. I mean, like I, 
it's just an it's just amazing guitar. So hats off to Chub Tone. I mean, um, uh, very impressed with his build. And uh, if you guys get a chance to, to purchase one, or if you guys see something that you like, don't be afraid, because uh, I've never owned one, and I picked this up, and I got to tell you, man, I mean, I won't buy another one just because I want it to be unique and say that I have one, and I'll just play the one, you know, so. I like how chunky that uh, neck pocket is. Look how thick that thing is, where it bolts to the neck. Yeah, turn it sideways. Yeah, that's it. You see how thick that is? Yeah. That's that's cool. That that to me that says uh nostalgic, you know, that's like a nineteen eighty-three type of heel there, you know. I like that. Very nice contours. I mean, like everything on this guitar was solid. Uh JB and I think a uh it's a Duncan something. I forgot what's a, what's in the neck, but um uh eighty-four Floyd Rose um reissue. Yeah, the pot's kind of tight. I'll probably switch it to an EVH. Um, but uh, that's probably the only thing I'll do to this guitar. I'll probably just switch out the, the tone pot because I, I like the tone pot to be, or the volume pot to be a little quicker. So, Well, I what like that better than that warm off neck. That's for sure. Uh-oh, <laughs> he's back. He's gone. No, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Hey, uh, hey, Ron. What what's your go to guitar? Like, like, what's your number one? One I play most is probably my uh, Red Jackson soloist. It's got EMGs in it, and uh, see eighty one, eighty five, and it's got a German Floyd on it. Uh, jumbo frets jumbo stainless steel frets and that's just, i just like that one more than any of them so the soloist is a is a uh, um is a uh deck through right yes and eighty one eighty five is zach wild right yeah well yeah <laughs> yeah originally i guess originally yeah. zach wild, right yep well originally zach wild's name was jeff weedland and I jammed with him when he was in high school before, you know, anybody knew who he was. Were you playing drums? No, I was playing guitar. I showed him how to play a whole lot of love. He was fascinated by my 71 Marshall. He just loved the sound of it, you know, and he played pretty, pretty good. You know, he played uh, Taking Care of Business was his big song and he knew how to play Tangerine and, uh, you know, and I, I jammed with him for a while. You know, I think we jammed probably for a couple months, you know. And then one day he comes back. And he went to a concert and he came back. He started playing all this wild out of key shit. I mean, way, way. And I, I, I looked at him and I said, because I was all straight up Jimmy Page, right? Pentatonic, the whole thing. I do all this Zeppelin stuff. And, uh, and I, I just looked at him. I said, man, you're never going to make it. In music, playing that weird out of key shit. <laughs> yeah. Now, to my credit, he did just stay up all night, every night, and sleep at school for probably the next year and a half, practicing scales after that. Hmm. But what what he had done is he had went and seen Ozzy with uh, I think it was uh, with Jakey Lee, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he he replaced right, right after Randy was. I would say was killed. I'm not going to say died 
And, uh, and and I guess he was trying to play that kind of thing. But as you could, as everybody knows, you know he uh, he's like the king of pentatonics now. But uh, you know, at that time, he had a little band with the people at school. He was a sophomore, and I was a senior. You know, and I was too old to be in his band. Okay, <laughs> right about the time he got that blue SG, it was right about the time when I, I stopped jamming him because I was too old for him. But, uh, you know, so, I mean, he ended up getting uh, getting the Ozzy gig because he used to sell Ozzy uh, steroids. And uh, Ozzy wanted a deal on the steroids. He said, oh, you can play guitar for me, you know. That's kind of funny. Hmm. Yeah. So I always look at him like Jeff Wheeler. And he wasn't all built then. He was, he was kind of a string-beating kid who was kind of tall and then like – Super long hair, and you know, but it was cool. He could play. I mean, I could always play. These guys that I was jamming with were terrible, and he, the guy that was, the guy that was uh, his, uh, <laughs> I didn't even get to the sign this time. So the guy that that had him over, uh, Jeff Weedland was dating his sister, hmm. and that's how he got in like that basement to play. And he only played like one time and with this other guy. And he looked and he said, I can't play with this guy, you know. And that's when was, I started going to his house and playing. His house is in Jackson, New Jersey. So I lived in Howell, New Jersey. He was right next door, you know. Hmm. So I, at that point, I think I was borrowing my sister's truck to drive out there to jam with him. And we jammed pretty much. It's nice when you can play with somebody and they know how to play. You know, not somebody that's like, turning it way up and then they're they're tuning the guitar by by turning it up way way up and then turning the keys so it's like like this I, I never had to do that I just hit the string okay this one okay that one there there we go you know I could tune on a fly I never had a problem with any of that stuff but you'd be like half deaf by the time this guy got done playing you know tuning his guitar and then every time he played something he would just blast you out. You couldn't hear anything, you know? And it was just like, yeah, it was pretty horrible. But that's how I that, that's how I jammed with uh, who I would refer to as Jeff Weedland. Hmm. Cool. Cool. That was pretty long-winded. Uh-oh, Ron's gone again. Ron disappeared, and Johnny is uh, – so what was the stereo that she put on the 45? Was that addressed to I think that was addressed to you, Robbie. Huh? Something in the chat from Holly Lewis about what was the what was the stereo that what was the 45 that was put on the stereo or something? Oh, could could you repeat oh, that? Let's do the drawing. Hey, uh, are you gonna play the drums for the drawing tonight or is John What happened to Ron? <laughs> That's what happened to me. I'm sorry, Holly. I wasn't. I wasn't looking at the chat. I'm sorry, I missed it. Is he frozen again? No, I'm here. Oh it looks frozen to me. Okay. Hold on. I got to take the other volume off now. Hold on. When the cat's away, that was. What time is for it? You got 62 Bob. watching. Smash that thumbs up, you guys. <laughs> Let's do the drawing while Johnny's gone. Oh, you want to do the drawing while I was gone? Okay. 
You can do that. I had to tuck the chickens in. Oh, I don't sound Here we go again. What? You don't like chickens now, Ron? They have shims on them somewhere? Well, you like beef? <laughs> hey, looks like he's frozen again. Oh, now he's moving around. <laughs> <laughs> That's like bad, bad Japanese anime. It's awesome. <laughs> like a horrible cartoon. Kind of like this. Oh my gosh! Well, hey, you guys, don't forget subscribe to Ron. Subscribe to his new channel. It's a uh, guitar. What is it called? Fretworks. Fretworks. Subscribe to Ron. Let's see how many. He's up to fifteen subscribers. Let's Thank see you. if we let's see if we can double that. We should have more people in here. Let's see if we can get him up to thirty. We have thirty. Fretworks. We have sixty. How long will it take me to get to ten thousand? <laughs> it's taken me seventeen years. But you know, it'll probably take you a month. But you keep freezing, <laughs> so. Freeze works. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Ron, what's your go-to amp? You said your soloist is your go-to guitar. What's your go-to amp? My, <laughs> my, is that a joke? What? Oh no, he's gone again. <laughs> it did it again. Oh man, are we turning this turkey around here or what? <laughs> I don't know. He just left. Are we either going to shoot this turkey or stuff it? <laughs> oh. Jesus! Right, what are they doing? Real quick, let me. Uh, I my Engel Powerball Two or Invader One Fifty. With a uh, uh, oversized rectifier, mess of boogie cab with vintage thirties in it. Very cool. You said vintage thirties. Yeah. Have you ever played through one of the Freedmans? It's got the greenbacks on top and the vintage thirties on the bottom. Have you ever played with that? No. I've always wanted to try one of those. No, I know uh, Ola England did in one of his cabinets. Actually, he put he put them across. They're they're you know they're not not two and two above. He's got like uh, vintage thirty greenback, vintage thirty greenback, or it might it might have been greenbacks. One of the yeah. Hey oh Johnny, I can't help it, Robbie. I'm Italian. I can't help it. What? Is Johnny playing drums tonight for the drawing or Johnny? I'm not. Do you play drums, Johnny? I'm not playing. I'm not playing drums, but um, Robbie could. Oh, for God's sake! What? What's happening now? You you don't like drums now? Ron, Ron, are you there? 
You know, I'm, you know I'm wondering, he's got a second job being a mannequin or something, you know? <laughs> it's going to make me want to do terrible things to myself with a fork if it keeps it up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, brother. Ron Comedy Hour. <laughs> Uncle Raymond says. Well, my... I, I will be right back. Uh, my German Shepherd's here, and I guess she wants outside. So I'll be back. Okay, cool. Or I should say, I'll be back. <laughs> you can try, but what do you think you're doing? You got to talk like Arnold. <laughs> I talk like Arnold. You're the one that's moving around. They're not here. They're not there. Watch. You're going. You're coming. It'll freeze on this photo here. We'll never see him come back. <laughs> It'll be frozen <laughs> on just that. <laughs> <laughs> wow oh my gosh okay wait so we are doing some giveaways though anybody that's tuning in we've got a few things we have uh we have a line six keychain it's a, a helix i got this at a, a nam show several years back um we've got that and then 40 grit uh has a couple of of the the tins of the EVH the is it the the Max Grip? Or those are before the Max Grip? These are the old school. These are the first ones. Those are actually these. I have those are the yeah. Those look like this. The gray her uh, yeah the gray herpos yeah. The nylons yeah they're like the hercos yeah. Yeah. They look like this. That's exactly what they are. Yep. So very I cool, man. I got two that I'll give away to somebody. Awesome. Thank you, man. For watching our nonsense. Thank you, guys, for watching this nonsense. Right, Ron? <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> He's back. He's back. What are you eating? M&M's. Oh. No brown ones, huh? Hey, no. Ron, have you seen these? The new uh, Grover Jacksons? Yeah, the G2, GJs. The OGs. I never got to try one yet. So oh, these were after I saw the, the I saw the GJ two. These were after Friedman. So I contacted him when Grover started up again, and the guy said it was the same thing as it was very similar to the Friedman, and he said if you uh, if you were uh, interested that this one was available and this is one of the prototypes. So really cool guitar. This is uh, Grover's new. Uh, uh, OG series that he's doing, and I think he's out of Nashville now. So. You're gonna you're gonna start a rant with Robbie of talking about Grover. Robbie doesn't like Grover. No, he doesn't Absolutely. like the Grouch either. <laughs> Absolutely not, man. He he uh, messed with Eddie, and uh, you know, no Grover. <laughs> Grover's a shyster. He's always been a shyster, man. He really has. You know, I understand people like a Jackson and all that. That's fine and everything. But, you know, he you want to talk about anything for a buck. And what he did to that company before Fender bought it was absolutely horrendous, too. When you're getting guitar parts made out of India and Swahili and God only knows where else. And he'd just do anything to make money. And just like, you know, when he, he started painting those bumblebees and sell them to whoever for six grand for a body and eddie comes back 
sees one in a bar and it looks like a little fucking chihuahua jumping up in the motherfuckers' faces, say, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? I mean, Edward was not really too aggressive, but something like that pissed him off. And it came down to him and Grover telling him, you don't own the rights to striped guitars. Mm-hmm. You know, I fucking, the guy was, yeah. Not you know? cool. Yeah. No, he wasn't cool. Now, I'm not saying that some of these guitars he did ain't good. You know, I do have that 88 uh, Charvel Model 2, you know, that uh, that's the year the factory burned down in, in Japan. So uh, they didn't make too many of those. But and it is a good guitar. It's just that I'm at the point where I want better than that, you know. And like I was saying, it is a really good guitar. Plays really good and all that. But I wasn't going to change the bridge. I was going to take the JT6 out and make it into one of those bastardized Charvels you see so many of where nothing's original on it and you'll never get any freaking money for it as a collector's item. So, you know, I kept the way it is and I'm going to send it to Jersey to my friend because he wants a guitar collection. So I'm giving it to him, you know, and I'm giving his son a Pacer Custom 1 from 86. That's a closet queen that I'm not going to play because it's from 86 and it's a custom one with the big horns and it's got the three-piece pointy neck. And it's that's a good neck. It's, it's like brand new, but it's nothing I'd want. So I'm shipping that over there with along with a Beretta that I made for him too with a pointy neck. I've gone from like, I used to think pointy was okay to, well, pointy ESPs on focuses because they were not tilt to, no, I'd rather have a skinnier banana off of JK to... No, I want the thicker banana to, okay, let's get 79 bananas from ESP when they first start making them. So, yeah, it's a rabbit hole. Once you get down to closer, closer to the grail necks, and there's no turning back. Uh-oh, Ron's gone. No, I, well, my phone just told me I got 10% left. So. <laughs> 10% heat? <laughs> I can't. I, I... I don't know if I would plug it in if you're having this much problems with it. I don't know. Upgrade to the <laughs> Upgrade to the 14. Did you get one of these? These are my, pretty awesome. My daughter has, I don't know, probably three or four older MacBooks. She keeps getting new ones. I'm going to see if I can snag one off of her, one of her old ones. Mm-hmm. I'll get her husband to get it for me. He'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, 40 grit. That's awesome, man. I, I hadn't seen those guitars. Have not seen those, so that's cool. So so uh, now, you, now you know you don't say Grover around Robbie. <laughs> I got to say, man, I mean, this is, a, this is a nice guitar. I mean, like, I no, uh, no qualms. I, if you like the Friedman, if you ever played a Friedman, uh, uh, Grover was building them for Dave Friedman. So, yeah, uh, Dave Friedman had input on the pickups. I guess he did the pickups with Grover, and uh, Grover was building, and obviously they're CNC, just like Sir was. I mean, everybody's pretty much CNC now. Nobody's building off template anymore unless you're a, uh, you know, a shop guy, which I think, in my own personal opinion, I know that the programming for CNC is very involved, and I had a lot of respect for uh, uh, Steve Smith that uh, did the, the CNC programming for Sir. But uh, I will say that uh, I did work with a guy that built off template, and template was pretty cool, man. Because that's where you can do – I mean, you can put a piece of wood inside a machine, and it can cut it. But 
I got to cut bodies off bandsaws, and there was a degree of error. And if you goofed it up, you know, you you were kind of you kind of had to pay attention. So, yeah. Well, you yeah. got to dig it. You got to dig pin routing and shit like that. That's the old school. Yep. Yep. Pin hand, yep. hand freaking sanding and the work and the labor put into it, and especially yep. with the next. That's why ESP Craftsman were so good from '79 to '85, and everything was hand done and handmade. Yeah. And I think those are the best necks you could get. And uh, I like I said, I got lucky with, uh, with with Adam's neck I got from him. And that turned out pretty good. I think I got pretty lucky with that one. It's a little bit thicker, but it's not thick enough to really make too much of a difference. And I am kind of starting to try to find, try to fall in love with like a guitar I'm building out of like, you know, parts, not like the real stuff that came out of factory, which is what I've done on every other guitar. But I had this and it, it took me a long time to just, to keep going through with it. And then of course there's all the modifications to the body because, you know, music craft screwed it up so bad, you know, and uh, you know, stuff like that. I think lock is probably the closest you'll get to being not totally screwed up. Although their, their input jacks in the wrong place too, but you could get away with the, uh, with the electronics route and just shave a little bit out of that bottom piece where it's, you know, I'm always saying chubby people are sick of hearing that. But yeah, you know, and I, uh, I'm waiting to put that together, and it's going to be absolutely beautiful. What, what I'm looking at it like as being, like taking a body of a classic car. Like if you take like a, you took like a '73 Cuda, and then you put it on another chassis with everything modern, you know, and it still looks like the Cuda, but it really ain't. And I'm like kind of looking at it like that because this guitar. It's, it's everything is like, I guess, as perfect as you could get it. And, and the stuff that came out of Kramer during the day and out of ESP, they were quirky. Things were a little bit different on each one, you know. And uh, that that helps me connect with the kind of stuff that Edward would deal with in the guitars that were made for him out of this, out of virtually the same pieces, you know, and, and things you'd have to things you'd have to deal with or, and stuff you'd have to do to the stuff you know, to make it as playable as you could. So this one might be a little bit better of a player in that regard, but it is going to be missing that kind of a nostalgic, nostalgic thing, you know, on it. I know that's a, cra that's a crazy way of looking at guitars, but, you know, what do you want? It's me, right? Something's wrong with their ensemble now. <laughs> I busted on you, Ron. You're, you're growing on me a little bit here. <laughs> Thank you. Not like a word. Hey, Ryan. No, um, I was more like Ryan a fungus. <laughs> See, Ryan Hall is asking what my name is. My name's Mike. I think I introduced myself in the beginning. I just got stuck with 40 grit. I use 40 grit as my handle. So yeah, my name's Mike. So. Yeah. Yeah. Japan, especially those years, man. Now in Japan, 
you could get Ibanez guitars that were made up until 1992, and they were still making it by hand. And and, uh, and those were uh, those, those those are pretty good ones. You know, you might. Robert, what do you think of the Edwards guitars made by ESPN ESP in Japan? Edwards is superior to most of the guitars that they made during that year, that time, because after they started making guitars and weren't selling just parts, their quality got like worse, like fast. But Edwards was kind of the higher quality of it. But mm -hmm. that was right before they went to the whole LTD thing and thinking that LTD is this great guitar when LTD was their lowest line budget guitar, you know, so they kind of turned that around, you know, to, to where, oh, no, they're good. But they didn't make them any different, you know. Yeah. So but the thing is that most people that if they have an LTD and they think it's really good and everything, and that's fine. And it'll, uh, you know, thanks, Kubrick. Uh, you know, it would uh, it would play great for them. That's the most important thing. People buy guitars and it plays great for them. And that's good. But, you know, they never played the, where they were really, really good stuff, you know, in those years before they actually started making guitars. Well, I had the 87 M1 Custom, and I loved nice. that. I, I loved that guitar, and I regret selling that to this day. But And when L LTDs first come out, they were junk. And I kept telling my kids, you know, I'll never own LTD. Well, now I own two of the newer ones. And my son come down here, him and his wife came down here uh, for Christmas, actually. And he looks at me and goes, I saw, I guess, the whole LTD thing's out the window now with you. <laughs> Start laughing. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like I said, if they're good for you, you know, for me, it's hard to uh, to play something CNC'd. You know, uh, you know, Grid over here understands that, and I appreciate that, because most people don't know or can't feel a difference. You know, I'm not sure what Adam's doing over in his factory in Pennsylvania with the, uh, with the boogie bodies line. And it might, he might be doing it the way uh, Kyle does where Kyle see it, sees it to a certain point and dead carves out the rest to stop it feeling like totally like CNC. And that's probably what you like grid on this. Those guitars he did. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I think that if you've built off template, you you know the difference. If you if you haven't, you probably would never know the difference. But if you have, you understand, you know, you understand what it took to to build. If you've actually built one, you know the difference of going from a template from going just throwing a block in a CNC machine and saying let's go, you know. And on top of that, when they started doing that, they went to cheaper woods. They didn't age the wood. You know, and that's why there's all these people who constantly adjusting their truss rods. I never have to adjust a truss rod because all my necks are like 45 years old. They're not moving anywhere. You know, there's the, it doesn't matter what the weather is. They're not going to move because they, yeah. were, they were built a lot better. Now, I don't know about this neck I've got from Adam. So far, it hasn't moved. It's a pretty hard maple. It's got a nice banana shape on it, non-tilt. It's one piece. It fit. It checked all the boxes for me. 
at like $267, I went for it. And uh, I was pretty happy with it, you know, considering it's a little bit fatter, but not too much. And I really see myself kind of falling in love with this guitar, you know, when I eventually build it, which is sitting here curing. I want it to be like super, super dried. So the clear coat doesn't mm -hmm. move at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to seeing that. My, uh, that 84 Beretta, that doesn't stay out. I keep it in the case. I've got the original case for that, and it stays in the closet. But uh, I've never, I've adjusted that neck when I bought it. I've never had to adjust it since. And being in Phoenix, I keep a humidifier in my guitar room. I keep my guitar room between 40 and 50% because I've seen the difference. I have a friend of mine that owns a guitar store locally, and we had a discussion one day about humidity levels inside your guitar room. Hey, in Phoenix, we don't have humidity. You know, so um, my buddy who's lived out here for years, I was picking up his guitars going, my God, man. I mean, like, I'm constantly adjusting your stuff, you know. Um, and then I moved out here and I started to realize that my necks were tweaking. You know, some of my some of my uh, paint, some of my nitro guitars were checking, you know, quicker than others, you know, so they're shrinking. Mm -hmm. um, so what I do is I just keep a humidifier. I keep my humidifier at uh, my I keep my guitar room at. Uh, between 40 and 50% at all times. And, you know, some, some, some people will argue that just like people argue everything. The bottom line is, is I can say from experience that I've seen what in Phoenix, what no humidity does to a guitar and what keeping my guitars, because I never have to adjust my guitars ever. And if you live in back East or you're living in Ohio, you don't have to worry about having a humidifier, you know, but uh, you know, for guys like us or guys like me, who have a lot of guitars and you live in Phoenix and you're not humidifying, you know, keeping your guitars in a humidified uh, environment, you're making a big mistake because it's going to, uh, it's going to, it's going to have, uh, it's going to raise havoc on those guitars. Well, I, I agree with you in, in a way Now we get pretty humid here in Oklahoma and we get cold and we get dry, but, uh, and then, you know, I'll come in here and I'll, I'll jam out and I'll sweat all over the damn thing. I mean, it's crazy. Even my custom shop I played on that last blues song I did, I was sweating so heavy I couldn't see out of my eyes. So that whole song was basically blind, you know. But it is the waiting to die blues. So, but <laughs> <laughs> but that thing hasn't moved either. And my action is so low that if it moved at all, it wouldn't play. And then on top of that, if I did have that problem, I'd take the neck off and redress it before I. You know, before I adjust the truss rod. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's where I'm at with that. For mm. me, the neck is always straight. And I sand the relief into the frets. That's hey, how I roll. Explain that to him, Robbie, what Edward told you to do. Yeah, you guys were talking about that last week. That was interesting. All right, so Billy Connolly finishes the first one, I'm not going to go into into these things that I that I know that people don't believe. Okay, but uh, the first thing he does is he takes the 5150, slams it on the bench, the assembly room, and unscrews the neck. He doesn't detune the strings or nothing. Okay, under tension. The thing goes bang like this, right? And then he just takes this, he grabs this, the strings, right? 
He takes the locking things off, and then he goes throw it on the table somewhere. And he takes the strings and he just yanks them. Poof! Out of the tuners, right? Poof, like that. And he comes running into the fucking neck room. And he fucking looks at me with this kind of like... He'd, he'd get this dumbfounded look on his face. Like, how could the world be so stupid, right? And he looks at me like that. And he just says, backbow the shit out of this. Sand the motherfucker out of the frets. And crown the lines as far as small as you can get them. Even if you have to wipe them out in spots. And then steal wool the fuck out of it. That's what I did. That's what he wanted. You know? You know, when it's done, you just straighten the neck and your relief is in the in the frets. And that's how he liked really low action then. Okay? At that point in time, he wanted it as low as he could get it. And uh, that's how that's how it happened. And ever since then, every neck we dressed that came out of that that room was backbowed before it was dressed and sanded. Absolutely. And it, it, it makes it a lot simpler because you don't need all these fancy tools. You don't need levelers. You don't need, you know, gauges. Uh, you don't need any of that because you're... You cranked it. You cranked the backbone in it first, and then I mean, I just use a wood lathe. I took the, I took the blade out of like a forty-year-old wood lathe, and I stick the freaking stick of sand on there. And I used to use three. I used to use three thirty, but now I think I'm using uh, two twenty. And I just, I just put it on there, and just go back and forth. You know, sanding it down. Now, of course, when you're doing that, you have to, you don't want to stay in one spot and all that, you know, but you just go back and forth. Like, you know, all these people say, oh, you want to go one way and you don't want to sand one fret more than the other. Like, no, no, I want to sand more fret in the middle. This is what I'm after, you know, and you get all that done and you, you know, you use your, your freaking marker and you, you put marker on the frets. And then you sand it lightly over one more time to make sure that it's, you know, the frets are concentric to each other. They don't have to be level to the to the fret all the way on the other side. They just have to be they have to be uniform for the for the two frets on each side of it. So if your frets are kind of like doing this, that's fine as long as as long as the, the relationship between the frets is 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 uh, concentric. So it's it's. It's always the same between the frets, even though all the frets have a have a slight uh, curve to them, you know. And uh, yeah, I've been doing that ever since, man. I'll tell you. And you don't need any of that shit. And uh, steel wool, I just steal wool the crap out of it. You tape the fretboard off first, unless if it's an acoustic, you can get away without doing that. But yeah, you 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 know you tape off you tape it off first, and then. Like, there's a big thing now about, like, fret sprout. You know, oh, the fret's sprouting. And it's like, my God, that's some cheap-ass wood. But, okay, what do you do with it? Oh, they have special files, and you meticulously do each side. No, I take the same wood lathe that I that I have, and I put more stick and sand on there. And then I take the deck, and I take that, that sander, 45-degree angle, and just run, oh, go up and down. Up and down on, on the edges until that's gone, you know? 
it's 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 like really not rocket science, but I think it was it was one of those moments of brilliance from Edward, like wax potting the pickup or changing his pickups to Alnico two magnets, you know, uh, th the things that he did to get the sound out of the tube amp, and during that period, you know, when when that kind of stuff mattered. And that's that's kind of like where I'm at. I'm still there. I'm still well, doing that. The reason you're seeing so much fret sprout today, in my opinion, is because they're not letting the wood dry long enough. That's why you're having. That's why you're seeing that, especially with the EVH stuff. the 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 EVH stuff that was being done in Japan, they were having a they had a big problem with fret sprout on those because they weren't letting the wood dry long enough. That's my right. opinion. And that's Fender trying to save money. It's all it is. You know, it's pump them out. We'll get, you know, cheaper wood. It's going to be dry and green. And, you know, but they're not going to care. They're just going to put them out, you know. And uh, I think, really, that's what's so nice about the Lucido necks out of, out of Canada. Because it's so fucking cold in Canada that when they made those necks, they had to be, like, hard, hard maple. So, you know, the, the cold wouldn't affect them. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Lucidos are, are, I would say, the second best neck compared to the ESPs at that time. But you know, then they were they were aging wood. They were waiting. They had quality woods. It wasn't yeah. like trying to save money on every little thing, you know. And that's why I'll look at I'll look at Charvel, Jackson, EVH, uh, Fender, Gretsch, uh, with the all the same brush, you know, because that's um. That mega company is buying their supplies all from the same place. Whether they use a different machine, you know, in, a, in the same room or not, you know, I don't think really matters too much. Well, Ron's looking, Ron, Ron's, Ron's looking froggy here. Ron, what do you think? <laughs> oh, poor Ron. Ron, Ron we're here. about to do a giveaway. I feel sorry for this guy now, man. We're really hammering him here. I'll tell you I'll tell you who I feel sorry for, the 47 people that are in the chat waiting for a drawing. <laughs> oh, you mean like a like a sketch? Oh, now we got two Rons. Two Rons make it right. The two Ron, Ron, Ron. He's the two Ron, 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 the two Ron, Ron. Hey Johnny, Two. let's give away. Uh, let's give away three. I'll pull out another one. I'll do three. Uh, Whoa! I'll do three EVH guitar pick uh, tins. I'll do. Three oh my goodness! Or let's do them. Everybody, wake up! Is everybody awake now? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going on three hours. Okay. I feel I feel really bad for uh, everybody that's asleep. <laughs> okay. Anyone watching this turkey? <laughs> but look at this how are we going to give these away are we going to spin are we going to spin so, for them so this is my hey i'm going to vegas next week so this is what i'm going to do johnny i'm going to mail these to you on Monday. let's go so okay I'll mail them to you and then you can farm them out okay you got it you got it all i know is i want the keychain you can't win anything you're on the show uh Technically, he's not. He keeps leaving. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that a loophole? Uh, I caught her. Yeah. I caught her. 
Oh, look, it's Zora. Look. Oh, oh Zora's hey, here. Zora. Ned, come here. Oh, hey, Zora. Hi. Oh, look at you. This is the, the cat part of the program. You know, we'll go viral. You know, if you have cats. Look at that. He's got a Zora. I've got a Ned. <laughs> look at Good girl. Got Fine. Oh. Good. He's girl. got Frankenstein there. Yeah, right here. Good girl. <laughs> Next week it's going to say no shims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, you guys. Okay, couple things. All right, again. Subscribe to Ron's channel. In the chat. There it is. It's in the chat. It's called uh, Fretworks. Subscribe to it. There it is. Fretworks. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get him to 17 subscribers. <laughs> Let's get him to 17 subs. Currently, he's at 16. Let's get Thanks. him to 17. I keep refreshing to see if we can get you to 17. You're at 16. All right, so we got you to 16 subscribers tonight. Hi. I think you were at two when we started. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do that. And then don't forget, we're very close to 10,000 right here on the channel. So let's get us to 10,000 subscribers. We'll do a, a special giveaway. Um, and tune in next week. Saturday night. Let me uh, before I forget. Tune in next week. I, I got. I'll be promoting this all week. I'm giving away a. Uh, it's called a Heyday wireless speaker. Right here, it's a Bluetooth speaker. I'm giving this away next Saturday night. Is that from Five Below? I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> next week. All right. All right, we ready? Are we we're gonna spin? So far the computer works, I think. There we go. All right, everybody press a number in the chat. Make sure you get you get entered. Yeah, Mike Mike Olson, there you are. Yeah, everybody press the number one right now. Okay, so we're gonna spin uh what, four times, I guess. All right. All right, I see you guys. Ed Dana, Patrick, that works. <laughs> awesome. Go Nightbot. Yeah. I hope Nightbot wins everything. Okay, this first spin is for the, the Line 6 Helix keychain from the NAM show. Brand new. Well, it's new, but I, I got this probably, I don't know, four years ago, maybe five years ago now. I don't know. All right. The winner for that is... Keith Dobbins. Keith. Keith, you won. Text 415-952-3263. Text. 
and uh, it's yours. Congratulations. Okay. All right. Now we got three more spins. And this is for the the EVH uh, guitar picks. Oh, I got to say this. Keith Dobbins, Helix Keychain. Helix, not he looks. Yeah. Okay. All right, the first winner of the of the uh, guitar picks is Eugene O'Neill on Facebook. Eugene, text us at four one five nine five two three two six three, or I think you can message me on Facebook because we're on Facebook apparently. But probably text. Text is is best. Text that phone number. Eugene O'Neill. All right. So that's one. Eugene O'Neill, EVH guitar pick 10. All right. Oh, no. Is it frozen? Why does it seem frozen to me? Does that look frozen? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like being froze on the screen. So yeah. <laughs> Usually it doesn't do that. We'll try again. Oh, yeah, it's frozen. Dang it. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> it's frozen. <laughs> All right. Everybody pick a number between one and ten. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll do it. How should we do that? Should we each think of a number? <laughs> how how would that work? That would work badly, Johnny. All right. How many people are in the chat right now? It says we got forty five watching, but technically, how many are in the chat? Five. I mean, uh, <laughs> I see. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, 15, 16, 17. I see about 20 people currently chatting. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I need that note. I'll keep that. I'm going to write a number right here. Oh my God. I'm going to no. write a number. <laughs> what? All right. I just wrote a number in the chat. Pick a number between one and Mm, 31. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally rigged. Harry, a number between 1 and 31. All right. Totally rigged. How is that rigged? Because you're writing down a number and, you know. Keep knows? going. Whoever gets it. Whoever gets that number. Nobody between one. All right. Oh, <laughs> wait, but you're on the show. You can't win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. Someone else get that number quick. I I see you guys in the chat. I gave you a hint. Somebody in the chat already All right, William De Silva, you got it. All right, I wrote down 30. I know it looks like 30. Looks welcome. like 36, but You're Welcome, William. <laughs> All right, William De Silva, you win. 
William De Silva. Or is it De Silva? All right, how should we do the next one? Drum solo? <laughs> I got a song picked out. Huh? I have a song picked out. A so oh, to play? Yeah. Black. Well, how, how should, well, I don't know. 40 Grit, what do you think? They're your picks to give away. How should we give away the last one? What would you do? Um, I had to restart. <laughs> Maybe we should come up with like a uh, with like a uh, a trivia question, and the first person to okay. answer our solo. You know. So what was uh, what uh, on? Um, well, really, it can't be like gauged at a guitar question because some people on here probably don't even play guitar. So. I don't know, Johnny, come up with a trivia question, a Van Halen trivia question, because this is a Van Halen channel, right? That's what they say. It yeah. used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Van Halen trivia question. Now it's the Ron Gunner Frozen channel. <laughs> what brand of toilet paper did Eddie like? Um, <laughs> I actually have a photo somewhere of Edward in the bathroom. He built a studio in his bathroom, believe it or not. And I do have a photo of it somewhere. Cottonelle. <laughs> uh, a Van Halen trivia question. Okay, George says trivia. Okay, a Van Halen trivia. Um, oh, man. I thought of one, but I don't know. I do have that trivia book here somewhere. Yeah, I think mine's in storage. Um, uh, let's see. What? Oh, hey, wait. Okay. Yeah, I got, got it. Oh, you got one? I got it. Let's do okay. this. Okay. I know the answer. <laughs> Where was this photo taken? Oh! Where was that photo taken? If you're a real Van Halen fan, you know. Where was that photo taken? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yep. Somebody's going to get it in the chat, too, pretty quick. Yep. Skyprop got it. Skyprop! Okay. All right. Yay for Pittsburgh. That just made it easy. Sky prop. EVH guitar pick. Tin. All right. All of you guys, text me. I think William just text, texted me. Okay. Text me. You guys know my number. All right. Text. Text that number. Hamburgers. Oh, I'm hungry. You hungry, Rich? Ah, <laughs> oh, this stupid thing's frozen. I can't believe it. Uh, I'm in touch with that emotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it. Just call me Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> 
Congratulations to our winners. You guys are awesome. Chipotle. Chipotle. You guys, thank you again. Uh, 40 Grit. Dude, I know we only saw like five of your 89 guitars tonight, so you'll have to come back. I would love to come back. I'd be honored to come back. And uh, Robbie, nice meeting you. Ron, uh, pleasure, sir. And... Uh... If you guys are in town, or if you, hey, Johnny, if you want me back, just let me know. And if I can come on, I would love to come on again. And the next time I'm in Phoenix, maybe I can come over. Dude, I mean, I'm sincere about that. I mean, I would love to get together with you guys. Okay. You can take me to Zim's. Yeah. Yes. Hey, that would be fun. Take us all to Zim's. Yeah, we could all just jump on my truck and go over to Zim's and hang out. Yes. Yeah. We, won't, we won't tell that. And bias guitars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can terrorize them. <laughs> That'll work. Awesome. Congratulations to our losers. Oh, Riot Hall. Thank you. Everybody's a winner here. Hey, tell hey, Johnny, I'm gonna send you um I'm gonna send you a fourth one for Ryan Hall. Oh, Awesome. Okay. So get Ryan Hall's information. Because that guy's always talking to me about uh always talking to me about surf stuff. So I'll send Ryan Hall a, a 10. Right on. Ryan Hall, send me a send me a text message. 415-952-3263. People can sit on the back of the truck. That's right, Alice. Everybody, let's go to Zim's. Okay. At midnight. <laughs> yeah, let's all go right now. You guys, thank you for watching. Thank you again. And and don't forget, we're very close to 10,000 subscribers. Very, very close. We got Fretworks to uh, 18 subscribers. Hey, there we go. Fretworks is up to 18. We're almost to 10,000. So subscribe to us. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to our channel members. Let's see. Where are you guys? There you guys are. Thank you for your continued support for this channel and these shows. You guys are all awesome. And, uh, let's see. I will see you guys tomorrow night. Saturday. Wait, today is Saturday. <laughs> uh, what do I do on, on Sundays? I play the guitar. ASMR. Right. As guitar ASMR, wherever that is. Um, and Sherman Callahan. Dude, thank you so much, man. Sherman Callahan, super sticker. Sherman, there you are. Sherman Callahan, great great to see you, man. Let's see. I'll change it to the... Uh, well, technically, it's red in, in there, so I'll, I'll do that. There we go, I think. Okay, Sherman. Oh, well, we, we're losing... We're losing Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Ned, He's what are you eating? <laughs> what do you have? Oh no, Ned just brought something in here. What's under there, Ned? Oh, there's nothing. Okay. Sherman Callahan, thank you so much. All right.
we'll see you. Uh, I guess Ron's. Oh, no, Ron. Ron is here. There he is. All right. Ron, welcome back. We're about to leave. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Sunday night guitar ASMR. Tune in. We'll have a great time. And then Monday, this Monday, I will see you guys from Music Therapy Laz's uh, Flying Pickle Productions, where I will build his studio. I'm serious. So, and make sure to watch us on uh, Facebook as well. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. See you later. Bye. Are you frozen? I'm not. <laughs>